<laughs> Hello, everybody. My name is Steve, and it's Friday, so we're here for the Friday conversation with some friends to have a fun chat. So, Beth, do you want to start us off with introductions? Hi, I'm Beth Tabler from Before We Go Blog and Grimdark Magazine. Very happy to be here. Me here? Ooh, okay. <laughs> Hi, everyone. My name is Mihir Wansu. I'm a member of Fantasy Book Critic. <clears throat> Thoroughly excited to be here with, with these lovely authors and two of my lovely friends, Steve and Beth. Uh, I'll pass it on to Crystal. Hi, my name is Crystal Matar. I uh, wrote a spitball finalist uh, from last year called Legacy of the Brightwash, which is currently being billed as cozy, thank you, cozy romantic grimdark, which I think well. It's hilarious. Yeah, kind of kind of eclectic <laughs> but also very dark <laughs> and i'll pass it on to justin uh, i'm justin t call um i'm an author i write uh the silent god series which is part of a larger super series i'm calling the lord of the quattro first two books are already out master sorrows and master artificer a big um, it's dark epic fantasy that's crossover between like epic fantasy, grimdark, YA adults, like edgy dark sort of Brandon Sanderson level stuff. Nice. <laughs> so it's Justin, it's your first time hanging out with us, so hopefully we don't scare you away too fast. I mean, and vice versa. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> that's fair, yeah. <laughs> So we were uh, we were just talking before. So Beth, what are you drinking tonight? Because we were going to uh, say this. I am drinking milk washed rum. So uh, I, I can't really do anything that's not totally completely complicated. <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's a recipe from the 1700s that pirates used to make. So they take rum and they mix it with milk and pineapple juice and whatever flavors you want to put into it and an acid and it curdles which is gross and then they filter out all of the curdles and the curdles oh, take okay. all of the impurities out of the rum hmm. and so it makes it super oh, cool. smooth yeah really really smooth oh that's cool and yeah it's it takes all the the bite but the, all the alcohol is still there yeah it's yeah so milk washed rum <laughs> Which is, so did, yeah. did you make that yourself you or did you Justin's buy it? Brain. <laughs> did I make that myself? Yeah. yeah. What is it what? that takes the impurities out? The cur so the curds, you filter the curds through the... You yeah, because the curds... The cur no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, the curds... So the curds are floating. The curds are all... Uh, as one does when one is a curd. As one mm -hmm. does when yeah. one is a curd. And you, you filter it through cheesecloth or a coffee filter mm. or something. And then you, it, like the curds grab a hold of stuff as the alcohol goes through. It makes a super smooth drink. Also, the pirates are smart. By adding pineapple, they're adding with vitamin C, so less scurvy, you know, which was the rage oh, for the pirates scurvy. as well, so. That's very oh. true. You gotta hand it to them. Most yeah. of the rum, rum recipes are scurvy uh, related, like grog with the lemon juice. And yeah, mm -hmm. scurvy. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to write that down the milk wash rum though, because I'm the next project I'm working on has privateers in it, and I feel like it needs to come up. So that'll be my little tip of the hat to you. <laughs> I've made so far the milk wash rum, and I've made a gin drink. 
I've done a filtered mm. gin. Also really, really good. It's just really good. Yeah. You sound like a fun person to drink with. <laughs> <laughs> I just like to fancify stuff. <laughs> Sounds pretty fancy. Yeah. Yeah. So Justin, what about you? What are you drinking? What am I drinking Crystal. tonight? Uh, oh, oh yeah, Justin. Well, you're not going to answer. I have a I have a single malt Irish whiskey and it's called Sexton and I don't know if you can pick up. Oh, the it's so pretty! Mm-hmm. Isn't that awesome? It's, it's so subtle. pretty, and it's got like this skeleton horse on the side. Oh, upside down. Ooh. There we go. Skeleton that's, horse on the that's, side. Um, that's bottle this porn. Was a bottle that my husband just. Yeah, he just saw it in the store and he's like, I don't know what that tastes like, but I'm buying that. <laughs> <laughs> Tastes nice, which is a bonus. <laughs> but That's I'll be cool. keeping that as as uh, photo props for books later once it's empty. <laughs> nice. Yes. What about you, Justin? Oh man, I've got um, some uh, splash flavored water from Nestle. Delicious. Nice. It's mm-hmm. like non-carbonated what juice is- soda that you know. It's basically warm, but it's delicious. I really do like it. And yeah. I have, um, to keep me awake, I have Bang Energy Drink, my favorite flavor, delish, strawberry delish. <laughs> it's because, um, man, I am tired all the time. So, you know, <laughs> I don't drink alcohol either. So these are my fun drinks. Nice. But I do really appreciate the, um, the vessels that contain alcohol, as well as like cigar boxes and other stuff. Yeah. Like that. I yeah. love that stuff. They smell really well. Yeah, it's kind of hard to acquire them without actually purchasing the things that yep. they're supposed to contain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, every now and then I have a friend that gives me a box or a velvet bag or something, and I'm like... <laughs> so that's what we know. Now we know what to get just, just for gift. gift for we buy ourselves a really cool yeah, exactly. Give him I your trash. send you bottles. Drink it. Yep. <laughs> Then in the empty don't, send cool bo- don't send me a weird just don't, don't send me like a regular like a, a, a... no of course <laughs> see i don't my second batch of sexton that'll go to you <laughs> <laughs> i have a i have a bottle of uh aviation gin that's almost gone this is the cool aviation do you guys know what i'm talking about the no the which aviation super, which hollywood superstar owns that i know it's one of them. uh uh i've heard of it uh deadpool Oh, Ryan Reynolds. The hotness, oh, yeah. yeah. Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds. Yeah. Canadian. Yeah. Canadian. Yeah. yeah. He also he owns it. my phone company. He does? Oh, yeah. Mintmobile. <laughs> right? Yeah. Wow. So, uh, let me just side, side note. I have a great recipe for bang with bang. <laughs> you mix hmm. rum chata and blueberry bang and you get blueberry cheesecake. Okay. <laughs> sounds, sounds pretty good. Oh, la. You had me a cheesecake. Rum chata oh, or rum chata? Rum chata. Yeah, the alcohol? Rum chata? Oh, there you go. Yeah. And then you mix it with blueberry. <laughs> well, it doesn't help. <laughs> just, you just drink the blueberry. Yes, no. Blue- it's no. Get another alcoholic drink. I shall have some experience. That's it. Uh, good evening, Chris. Let us know what beer you're drinking tonight. 
Uh, on his coffee ready kiss sitting down with the oats, I'm ready to go. <laughs> Hi, Lana. <laughs> <laughs> so, Justin, this is all a big ploy to hassle you about book three. Oh, yes. <laughs> People were teasing me about that. Well, Beth was teasing me about that. I was teasing you about that. Yes, I wait with bated breath here. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, clear no, my can, schedule uh, for a week yeah so i'm still working on it it's been because i should have been done with it last year i should have been done with it oh no and, <laughs> and i know it does hurt it hurts a lot and, and so i've had a lot of um a lot of different things that have been going on that have made it difficult obviously covid hit everybody differently and affect people in different ways. And some people like Brandon Sanderson were able to produce multiple books because <laughs> they have a wife who takes care of their kids and don't have to stay home with their kids and <laughs> don't have to share an office with their spouse and get a lot of private time to write. I don't know. He, he's got a lot of he's got a lot of benefits that that we don't as regular, you know, common authors, I guess. Um, but but we plug in. Yeah. Right. Most, yeah. Most people, though, you know, are, are producing stuff, I think, faster than I am. I tend to um, overthink and overanalyze a lot of things. And with my series getting farther along, I want I want to put everything at the, on the right notes, on the right beats. And because I'm contracted to finish this part of the series, because it's a super series, this part of the series in four books, I didn't want to finish book four or three and then still have two or three more books to write. Mm -hmm. So I, yeah, I consciously paused right. and revised and pulled things back and reassessed. And, and as I was doing it, of course, COVID was happening and we were moving and there was like forest fires and all this other crazy stuff. Oh, the forest fires are bad. Oh, yeah. 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 Bad. I also had a novelette that I wrote for um, Grimdark Magazine. Yes. Um, so I took a little bit of time off for that, um, which I think according to Adrian's last update, that's coming out in uh, The King Must Fall at the end of this year. I, I have seen it. Uh, yeah. It is It is very sweet. Yeah. It is yeah. Very I have sweet. the digital version yeah. already because we backed the campaign. But um, so, so there's a lot of stuff going on. Also, this year's been hard. I thought I would get caught up and turn it in already. But, um, but I'm getting divorced and I moved out of... Uh, city i was in so there's been a lot of crazy stuff going on that have mm -hmm. laid that so i don't say that as an excuse i say that as more of a e way of explanation <laughs> because um the book's yeah. coming out the cover is finished we actually have covers for both book three and four and book three is going to be really great i'm really excited to share it with people it's just <clears throat> you know putting in well, the time it, it is better it's better to take the time and you know make sure it's right rather than rush it out and then end up yeah, kind of I mean, tying yourself into something that you can't so i you know i i'm i'm with you i think you did the right thing and i'll protect yeah. you from the <laughs> thank you Chris. <laughs> yeah because no, I, 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 I like a lot of other authors don't invest quite so much of themselves into the series i know authors do but they a lot of authors when i talk to them they're like I was so relieved to stop having to write this series after three or four books so that I could be oh, free okay. to write a new world or experience new um, a new plot or not be tied down to like having to remember all the minutiae of 
all the things you created. And I'm, I'm like the exact opposite. Like I've got so yeah, much in the tank and I've been working on it for so long. I just, I'm like having to space it out and like piece it out very slowly to people so they don't get overwhelmed. And, and I just, I want to like thrive in this series for a long time. So I don't want to turn out a book that has, that trips me up and yeah. forces me to yeah. have to retcon something or, or screws up the whole rest of the series that I've developed. So, so I'm, I'm taking that time to make sure it's done right. Having said that, it's I'm excited about where things are going. There's some cool stuff with um, ogres that's in book three, and we get to see a lot more of my main character, who is a hero progressing towards a dark lord status. And he's book three. You know, he's at that point in the the character arc. He's he's a dark lord becoming dark lord, etc. So. I think yeah. the most I think the most important question regarding the series is it is it still a bicycle on fire like rolling down a hill? <laughs> that was a lady. Our, our that was a lady. Yeah. yeah. Said that. Yes. Yes. I have loved the descriptions of people, especially the early authors, the early bloggers, etc., giving commentary on. <laughs> book one did this, but book two. What am I going to have? All hang out. the whole world bound for book three in order to please people. So that'll be fun. Um, <laughs> but uh, if we're not riding a bicycle at this point, we're riding something else that's on fire. I'll tell you that. Maybe it's a unicycle now. You've got even less stability. Pieces, pieces are flying <laughs> off of it, you know. More likely it's a tank that's, that's blowing through the forest going. Oh, right no. <laughs> And, uh, and Crystal, you fin just finished your second book, right? Yeah, that's right. Um, so mm. I'm everything that Justin said. I'm like I'm in the same boat, <laughs> um, minus the ogres. Yeah, it's like this. This world. This world is the first time that I felt like I was writing something that fit me fully, um, where other other stuff that's never seen the light of day. I, I felt like I was always just picking little pieces of myself. But now, finally, I've figured out a way to bring it all together and live in um, writing that is as multifaceted as I wanted it to be. So I'm in no hurry to get anywhere. <laughs> um, I want to stay here for a while. And, and it's the same thing. Like, I know where I'm trying to get to. And then there's all the things that I'm tied to because I said that's what happens in the first book. So I had to, like, take a minute and just and really sit and figure this out so that I didn't write myself into a corner that I couldn't get out of because it's, it's the same thing. I want to live here for a while. Um, but I finally did it. It nearly killed me. It took two years. Um, and I sent it to uh, Michael Fletcher um, on Sunday. Um, and he's already made quite a dent in it. So I'm taking that as a good sign. I'm, I'm yeah. hoping that that means I've all that work was paying off oh, now. <laughs> Michael is fantastic. He's uh he's he's great. He he likes to pretend that he's grumpy and reclusive <laughs> and stuff, but he has to be the most enthusiastically supportive person I've I've known among a crowd of incredibly enthusiastically supportive people, you know. So, yeah, it's it's he's So I'm he's looking good. forward to Yeah. That's I'm awesome. looking forward to he stopped he reading the SPFPO books, you know, because of your book, Crystal. You know, you send him that, and you're, <laughs> you're supposed to finish the semifinalist, and you know, you're supposed to read something else. 
and he's like, he just showed us a picture of you know legacy of brick and bone, and then he, there was. Oh, no. like, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a high compliment. <laughs> I'm like that's fair. I that if I was in your place, I would have done the same thing. I'm like that's absolutely fair. <laughs> There's, it's a long competition. There's time, you know. Mm-hmm. Priorities. <laughs> well, from, from I haven't read the series, but from everything I've heard from everyone and every, every interaction I've had with you on Twitter, I think <laughs> it's all well deserved. It seems like you are a very oh. capable writer. I, I'm looking forward to reading the series when I get it into my TBRQ up up to the point where I can read. Yeah, it. that's relatable. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I I appreciate that. Um, I'm really bad at taking compliments, so I don't know what to say other than <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yeah, this I'll keep complimenting you if it makes you this awkward. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm in a position of power. <laughs> yeah. And a hand of Blackwell here. She says, uh, "Hi guys, uh, Master of Sorrows is on my shelf, staring at me to read it." Yeah. Good. The mighty TBR pile. <laughs> yes. Yes, indeed. And uh, Michael is hilarious. He's also one of the nicest people you'll meet. Yes. He is one of the nicest, kindest people you'll meet. Mm. He writes some seriously dark stuff, too. It's really Mm -hmm. great. He's a, yeah. 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 Wonderful grimdark. (laughs) (laughs) It was the completion jokes on Twitter once you were done for me. (laughs) This is an inside joke. I'm not familiar with the joke. I, I I think so, yeah. So, um, I, I I guess on Sunday or Monday I posted that I I finished Brick and Bone and I was very excited, and someone asked me, you know, did I did I dance around or listed a bunch of, th- of possibilities of how I might have celebrated, and I said, I th- I think I I told a bunch of jokes to my husband about how it was the best finish I've had. <laughs> dude it's two years (laughs) two years it's a lot of build up i mean that's fair (laughs) lana lana caught me (laughs) and is now reminding me that i said that on a public (laughs) so yeah how long is your series thanks lana (laughs) um I think this arc is going to be five books, but um, it's a super series like mine because you say arc. Yeah, yeah. Arc. <laughs> arc. The whole arc. <laughs> multiples. This whole this whole thing. It started out. I wrote um, like a first draft, but it, it's more like a yeah, it's more like an outline, just how how loose it is and how un, unfinished it is. And it was two hundred and seventy thousand words. um, well i call it an outline but like it it was a draft there were scenes written but they were really bad and then like halfway through i would think oh such and such person needed to die like ten thousand words ago so i would just keep going as if that had happened like it it was a really bad first draft um and it was two hundred seventy thousand words and this was supposed to be the first book that started you know all of the stuff and so I was like, well, that's obviously too long for one book. So I'm like, oh, I'll cut pieces off it. Maybe I'll cut it in half or something. 
And so I cut off a chunk that's whatever, however many thousand words. The first one is now 220,000 words. Um, this, the second one, the second one that I sent to poor Mr. Fletcher is 370,000 words. I'm hoping to get that down. But he's asked for more details, so if it ends up longer, we're going to write letters to him. Um, and then, and so this is still supposed to be that first arc that gets things started. So it's like, I don't know. I either, either I'll do like a two small series or one big series that it all just depends on how the beats fall. Um, although I noticed, um, from just Ben Galley's experience, he had trouble with that because it seemed like he thought he was writing a, like a new entry point into his series but he kind of got blasted for it. So it's hard to see, it's hard to know. Oh, the Emanaska book, right? Yeah. Last, the last year's finals. Yeah, yeah his Spiffbo finalist. Yeah, it was and I mean, it made it as a finalist, so, but people, good luck. Yeah. yeah. But oh, some people was... felt like they lacked um, yeah. enough Background. context. Mm. Um, so I just wonder if it's better just to write it as one longer series, but I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to do the first, the second book and then we'll see. Interesting. Justin, just, just uh, as a quick aside, you know, because Crystal mentioned her word counts, you have showed us those big chunky books. What are the word counts on each of yeah. them? I'm curious about this. This one's 180,000. That's book one. And then they changed the, uh, they must change the spacing or formatting for book two, just because if this one is like 280,000, 275,000, oh, which, yeah. you know, Crystal was saying that was her, um, outline for a long time. <laughs> outline, like, yeah. no, I don't believe that. That's not an outline. That's, a, <laughs> that's an outline for a series maybe, but not for one. Yeah, that's, that's my point. But to be fair, I mean, when you're, a lot of times, no one no one sits you down as an author and is like, so, yeah. here's how long your book should be in words before you start writing. And this is how many words are going to fit on a page. Like, you, in theory, know this because you can find no, those I, little details of work, but you don't really know. Yeah, I, I when I started writing that book, I hadn't tagged or I hadn't tapped into the Twitter community or the writing community at all. I was kind of a little feral child out on my own because um, I, I just... I wasn't, I didn't have a lot of access to internet as Twitter was coming up. So I was figuring this out on my own for the longest time. And then as I was writing it, I tapped into writing Twitter and I got to like watch authors talk to each other about their processes. And that was like, a, oh, I understand now. And it, it I, I really think it was the difference between all of the wasted effort that I'd put into things in the before times. None of it then, is, is well, wasted. You know that. It's, it's tuition. Yeah, it's tuition yeah. and education. <laughs> yes, that's what it is. Um, yeah. But I was like a, I was a habitual non-finisher. Wow. Um, so, you know, I'd start a project, I'd get stuck, uh, I couldn't figure it out. So I, but it was, it was watching authors talk about how frustrating their first drafts were. That made me feel like, okay, well, if I just if I just stick to this, no matter how frustrating it is, at least I can fix it later. So, and it was just like a light bulb for me. So I I owe a lot to writing Twitter. And uh, plot plot had had a comment. Crystal deserves all the recognition and accolades. Uh, eagerly anticipating brick and bone. <laughs> it's a bit of a ah word. yeah, plot head. Love plot head. 
Justin, he's great. Yeah. I still owe him a blog post on neurodivergence. I'm not even sure if he still posts those. He asked me like, like two years ago or something. And I'm like, I'm planning on doing it. Justin, I know you're watching. I'm planning on doing it eventually. Just, it might be after book three. So, FYI. And uh, Lana had a, a question for you, Justin. How many books do we get for Silent Gods? The Silent Gods is a tetralogy, but it's part of the super series of the Lore of Luquatra, which lets me do whatever I want. But I have three tetralogies, <laughs> three tetralogies planned, and also some standalones and short stories and stuff. I should caveat all this by saying when I first started drafting this, I was like. I'm gonna write three books and three books. And they'll like <laughs> come together and it'll be like all, it'll be perfect, it'll be great. It'll be like this arc and this arc, it's all gonna be wonderful. And then I sat down to write the outline and I thought I had the outline for what I read. And then I wrote book one and I was only one third of the way through what was supposed to be book one. And I, I was like, I have made a huge mistake. <laughs> I have an outline for 18 books and I have no idea. I mean, I should have known because I've been working on it for 15 years, but I had no idea. No idea. I just thought this is what people did. And and now I'm like, anytime I talk to anybody else, yeah. like, like I don't, I'm not a habitual finish. Like I, I work on one thing and I take a really long time and then I do one draft and I turn it in and I'm done. Basically. I, do, I do a little bit of edits, but I really don't like, I don't start yeah. new projects generally. The novelette was an example because <laughs> I was trying to um, write a sh short story and I failed and wrote a novelette for the, um, for the anthology. For Justin, I think yeah. we're the same person. <laughs> I love finding like-minded souls, Crystal. You and me and I think, um, oh, what's his name? Thomas yeah, Howard Yes, I think that's Thomas, him, right? Thomas, yes, Thomas. yes. Yeah. He's, he, we break immortals. Is that his? his yep. 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 That's, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. We're, we're in the same camp. Yeah. If anything, yeah. he's he might, he might be worse than me, and that's saying that's saying a lot. lot. <laughs> yeah. His 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 not a novella. You must have seen that. The not a novella. Ninety five thousand words. You, you mentioned that. <laughs> wow. Yeah. We we have problems with understanding. Our limits, Help. or our lack thereof, yeah. because yeah. which is good, is good for people. But you know, when you're told you have to finish something within four books, that's not a great limit for me. Like that's I would, scary. I would be done with book five by now if I wasn't told to finish it in four books. Like that's that's the difference in like work. I have to yeah. work hard to be shorter rather than yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Doing doing a short story is. Um, very challenging. I, 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 I so the, the um, what's it called? Alch Alchemy of Sorrow anthology. Um, Virginia invited me on to that, and the the budget I was given was um, ten thousand words, <laughs> and the story that I ended up with was twenty thousand words, and everybody who read it said no, this is a novel. Like, the, you, you can't just end it this way. Like, I, I need more. So so that's something else I'm going to do someday. I had to I had to come up with a different idea because I was like, I can't I can't make this 10,000 words. And so, yeah, the, writing that short, 
it turned out I had to, I had to, it had to be one day and two named characters. And that's, that's how you get 10,000 words. This is the hardest thing I've ever done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they don't teach you that in like writing camp, writing school. They're like, for this short story, you should be sure to stay between this number of words and these many characters, this many yeah. points of view. Please don't get into any minutiae about your magic system or anything like that. You don't have time for that. Um, just focus on these principles. They don't tell you that. So you're like, I know how to do this. Yeah. I've written chapters. Chapters are short. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. What's happening? <laughs> yeah. And uh, Platt said, I'll take it when I can get it, Justin. I'm going to be restarting that blog series soon. Oh, good, good. So it's not late after all. It's just, it'll be right on time. Yeah. A wizard it'll be on time for the relaunch. <laughs> and uh, Hannah had a question, Justin. Uh, who are some of your favorite female fantasy authors? Oh, ah, man. Oh, on Should the I spot. to be That's misogynist or no? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> No, um, so the obvious immediate answer is Robin Hobb because she's, I mean, she's amazing. Um, having said that, I wasn't entirely captured by the um, description for the Rainwilds side of her writing. So I've only read the Fitz and the Fool, Fitz, Chivalry, Farseer, Assassin's Apprentice side of her writing, which is amazing, phenomenal, great characterization, great plot so unique in the way it approaches those things. I can, I can go on, like, she's great. Um, so she's definitely in like my top tier of writers that I respect, that I try to learn from, that I try to emulate. Um, there are other female authors whom I have read, some of which people probably wouldn't know because they're less well known. And because of that, I would have to look on my phone and find them on Audible and look up their names. <laughs> Um, but I've liked their series, I've liked their writing, and I would like to read more of them. Um, in fact, I think Shay something was the uh, name of one of them. But um, I also have a lot of female authors who I'm friends with and or really like as people and have yet to get to their series, like Crystal, for example. Um, but there are there's a plethora of those, and I have just as many or more male authors who are in that camp. Um, so eh, I'm trying to think if there are any other contemporary female authors that I could throw in there. Um, that might be something I'll have to circle back to or pretend like I am going to circle back to it because maybe we'll never get back to it. But but um, <laughs> I will say, I will admit in general, my reading cue tends to be male dominant. And I think that's partially because I grew up during a time when there wasn't a lot of female authors on the bookshelves in the library. You know, it's reading David Eddings and Ari Salvatore and Robert Jordan and 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 I, I did read some female authors, but um, but you know they none of them I don't recall. Um, but I should I should look up uh, the other one on Audible though, because I you know give credit where it's due. It was a good series. I enjoyed. Um, so which one? I'll look it up and tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I thought you said the mention the series then. That's why I was like, no, I didn't hear that. But, well, and there were a couple. There was one involving dragons that I thought was rather well done, and I wanted to keep reading it. Um, and I got it as some kind of like, this is back back in the day when I would get um, 
packages of Audible books that are like three. The tr get the trilogy, the omnibus. Get this mm -hmm. omnibus. This oh, oh yeah, great deal. I love that. That's and, a good deal. Yeah, it's Shea Ford, I think that might be the name actually. So let me, let me look it up. See if I can find. It. Um, let's see. Is that it? Ford. Everybody to the phones. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even sure how to spell Shay. It's part of the problem. Um, maybe somebody in, in the Twitter world will like figure it out. Uh, uh, Spectre says, "Hey guys, hope everyone is having a good Friday." Uh, I oh, can't wait to my special. Oh, did you? I did. Good Best job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Harbinger. Harbinger. Now, what's the series called? Fates Forsaken. Fates Forsaken. That must be it. Never have cool covers though. Never have heard of the series. Yeah. Hmm. Like I said, you know, I don't. Um, the 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 females that are well known, aside from Robin Hobb. They're like, oh, I really want to read that. Like uh, Jane Fonda series, I really mm -hmm. wanted to read. That's oh, yes, two. I have all those. Yeah. Um, and, and most of them, I may not remember the female author's name. I probably do, but I'd have to think about it for a bit. And um, I know the series, though. Like, I'm like, oh, that's what, like, uh, An Andrea Stewart? Is that? Yep. Andrew Stewart, yeah, Bone Chip. Uh, yeah, Bone so she's like, oh, I really need to read that series. Bone Shard. Yeah, Bone Shard. Andrew's daughter, yeah. yeah, Andrew, yeah. Andrew yeah. is great. Yeah, so there's, there's a ton fantastic. of fantastic female authors out there, and they're in my TBR queue, and then I keep adding more to my queue, and that makes it hard to <laughs> finish writing my series. So, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> the, thing about, the, the thing about writing is, like, we love stories and books so much that we wanted to tell our own and then all of a sudden we have no more time for reading books because all of our brain power is taken up by trying to figure out our own messes well that's yeah, that's tough. where me and Mihir come in come into <laughs> yeah <laughs> seriously <laughs> oh, yeah I've read every time I chat with Beth, she gives me one more recommendation. Like my TBR is destroyed by her every time I chat with her. Just like, <laughs> we'll be chatting about something else entirely, and then she'll before we end, she'll slip in the recommendation. Like, what are you reading? And I'm like, I'm reading this, and she's like, I read this. This is a really fantastic read. I'm like, oh yes, I will. I need to. And she always presents it like this is really good, and it is really good. It's just that it just goes on and on and on, and I'm like, I've even bought him books. I'm like, hey, I'm gonna buy you a book. Here, take it. <laughs> Like a crafty addiction. <laughs> yeah, addiction. You know who I really liked um, is uh, yeah, I can't remember the name either. It's it's the City of Brass and then Kingdom of Copper. Sa Chakraborty. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. Her book That's another one on my beautiful. list. And who is? Yeah. Well, I remember meeting at Worldcon, and she was so nice. Oh really? So nice. Mm -hmm. oh. Yeah. Yeah, and she's yeah. she's got um something new coming with. Pirates Queen of or Silver, something, something of Silver. Like, I remember the name. Something yeah. of Silver. River it's like a pirate. Uh, oh, actually, uh, it's a new series set in the same world, but it's like to the east. Okay. Like, you know, original world was like in the middle yeah. east of that of her world, but now it's more a little bit towards the east, so it's heading towards a little bit towards the Indian side. It's about a female pirate, if I'm not wrong. Um, oh, that sounds great. Her, yeah. Yeah. Female pirate. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
I I love that that first trilogy. Those were beautiful books. Barath Quang, I think I'm pronouncing that right. Maybe I Quang. Yeah. She's also another person I want to read. Um, uh, yeah, Poppy War. War? Poppy yes, War. Poppy Babel is yes. the new one. Yeah. Yep. Uh, let me think here. Uh, Arkady a... Martin, Shauna McGuire, uh, oh, Cameron yeah. Hurley. Yeah, I've got her in my list too. <laughs> Alex Harrow. Oh, Alex uh, Harrow. Yes, I have one. Oh, two, I have read Anna Stevens. She's good. right there. Yes. And right beside, <laughs> I have Hannah Witten that I really want to read. Um, I have no time. I also have Catherine Arden <laughs> that I really want to read, and I have no time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. R.F. Quang. Uh, uh, Holly Lee. Uh, oh, Holly. Kinsley, yes. Vanguard Chronicles. Really fantastic. <laughs> yeah, really good. Becky Chambers, Charlie Jane, uh, Charlie Jane Anders. Anders. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. love Charlie Jane. Uh, I'm gonna add in Heather Schaefer. She's uh, uh, Craig Schaefer is her alter ego. Uh, writes everything under the sun, like dark fantasy, dark urban fantasy, horror urban fantasy, horror spy fiction. She's really good. Anna Stevens. I don't know, Justin, if you mentioned it or uh, you know, or somebody else said she oh, has yeah, a book out last year called The Jaguar Path. It's like a new Mesoamerican-based uh, tril- mm-hmm. epic fantasy trilogy. Really good, really dark. Crystal, I think you really, really like it as well. There's yeah. like, yeah, there's good cool. guys and bad guys, but there's, there's no good guys and bad guys as such. It's just like different personalities. <laughs> I really love that. Kel Cade's really good. Kel Cade, oh. Rebecca Roanhorse. Mm, Rebecca uh, Roanhorse. Has anybody I mean, you know Kel Cade was a female author? Is that a female yeah. author? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, she is a female author. She kind of keeps that on the down low. Mm-hmm. Um, to be honest, I, I didn't know I didn't know Elaney was a female blogger until a long <laughs> time into our conversations. Yeah. Has anybody ever read Jennifer Fallon, the Australian author? Um, well, I think I have actually. One second. She's got a series out called The Tide Lords. It's about a series of immortals, one of whom who wants to die. He wants to, you know, do suicide oh. and die, but he can't. That's how the series begins. It's it's really fantastic. The series is done, and that ending of hers in that series is the boldest I've ever read in all is of it, them. Is it this one? No, this one is the Medallion series. It's like a different uh, series. This one's good, good too. It's a Demon Child trilogy, if I'm not wrong. Oh, but, Tide Lords, I see it. Yes. I think the first good, book yeah. is called Prince of Prince of Impossible Dreams or something. Prince, Prince of Princes. Yes. <laughs> Mortal Prince, yep. And I'm sorry, I'm terrible with book names, so mm-hmm. I have to look everything up because I'll just forget it. Yeah, I just forget it. <laughs> I feel like it's uh, the one with the thing with the thing with yeah. the dragon and the dude with sword. <laughs> That's funny because I can usually remember the titles better than the authors, unless I know them pretty well. Um, I was going to say um, Naomi Novik's A Deadly Education uh, yeah. series thing. I haven't yeah. read. It's, I bought the books and they're like also in my queue, but like that totally attracted me with the whole magic school thing because. If people don't know, I really love that trope a lot, so mm-hmm. I tried to stick it in there. <laughs> I just, I just finished, I just finished the Golden Enclaves. Is that Ooh, the third, third one? one? That's the third one. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. the one I don't have in my TBR, even though I haven't started the other two. It's probably my time. <laughs> <laughs> so good. One more fun book from earlier this year. Yes. Mm. That's a gorgeous cover, too. It is. It's beautiful. Oh, yes. I I love that cover. And Chelsea Abdullah. I don't know if you have read the Stardust Stardust piece. Oh, yes. Uh, Fantastic. I have that, actually. 
Yeah, it's one of my favorite <laughs> books this year. And yeah, it's, so she's books. a funny lady as well. But her book is just so much fun. And her characters are she's fun. So but they make bad decisions. And they make worse decisions. And it's just, it's like, it just cascades <laughs> from there. I love her too. Perfect. <laughs> bad decisions. Yes. I can't have enough of that. And plus, it's like, it's it's pirates. And it's magic. And it's in like a Middle Eastern setting. And it's it's just fun. She's made it so fun. Like, she's one of the authors whom I'm really excited for. And this year, somehow, it has been, like, so many good debuts. Like, it's been an awesome year for debuts. And yeah. it's, like, you know, the book is getting kind of, like, it's being not hidden, but it's kind of, like, falling under because all of these other awesome debuts. Uh, Hannah, you- they just started a, a book club where they only read female uh, oh. written adult fantasies. Um, oh. Hopefully, we've Anna- given her a lot of wrecks now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, a, and- oh, and uh, Sam Hawk, uh, City of Lies. Yes, yes, and yes. yes. She's also. I have also books. purchased her book and not read. <laughs> I have. I have a um, series that I did on Before We Go. It's a hundred books written by female authors. Oh. Like mm-hmm. I went out and I found a hundred. I'm part of the team. Yeah, <laughs> it was a while ago. It was, it was okay. a while ago. <laughs> For the formatting is screwed on some of my older posts oh, too. No. So it's like, yeah, because when we when we redid the site and put it on a fast server, the formatting for the older posts got, you know, foobard. So it's like you have to like look around as you're. <laughs> Yeah, text is everywhere, and it's a hundred, so it take me like two days to fix it. Well, like, they have a book club that maybe some they can do divvy it up. Like you know, hey, you look on this side, you look on that side. You know, yeah. so they all get yeah. figure out which are the hundred authors. Please, somebody help me. <laughs> there's a, a there's Anna Smith Spark. There's um, Sarah Chorn. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sienna Frost. Yes. Yes. Um, oh my gosh. Sarah. For Jenny McLean, mm-hmm. Angela Board. Oh yeah, yes. Um, Johnny Warts. Uh, yeah, yeah. Johnny, Johnny Warts. Yeah. I have I have one that um, doesn't get near as enough love. Um, do you guys know Kelly Robson? Robson, Heard Robson, R O B S O N. Heard of her? It's yeah. ringing a bell. I think I know her on Twitter. I probably. <laughs> She's got one coming out yeah. called High Times and Low Parliament, and she hmm. wrote. Um, okay. Something in the Lucky Peach, uh, and one I think she won a Hugo for it. Ooh. Oh, um, let's see. Uh, is she a Texan writer? Is she from Texas? I somehow feel like. I actually think she's from Canada. Okay, okay never mind. Then I'm thinking of somebody else. I love her books, God's Monsters and Lucky Peach. Hmm. That's a good title. Oh, cool. Huh. Yeah, it's it's a very cool cover too. Oh, oh yes, yeah, and there's uh, children... that's a cool cover. That yeah, cool cover. it's a cool. I'd pick that up off the shelf and be like, oh, "Yeah, this is cool." Yeah, very. Uh, Patricia McKillop. No, oh, she's more. a she's from the '80s, right? I've heard of her. Mm-hmm. Uh, N.K. Jensen, cool. Catherine Addison, Susanna Clark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Steve, one of the names you mentioned was is um, whom did you mention after Sarah Chorn? Uh, Sienna Frost. Sienna Frost, she's really good. Grim Dark, but mm-hmm. maybe one more after that. Who who else did you mention after? Uh, Sienna Frost. You mentioned Sienna, Angela Board. Uh, Angela Board. Um, let me think see. Of who else. You mentioned really a, a wonderful. Uh, Virginia McLean. Yeah, definitely. Oh. 
Virgin is in her books are like she doesn't get enough love. Cyrus Claw is really good too. Yes, that and was... she's 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 helmed Alchemy of Sorrow. She pulled us all together. Um, she's magic. To build that, yeah. I oh, and um, into Sarkanani. So she just did yes. her um, Kickstarter. She successfully funded her audiobook for her third book in a trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Kate Bioso is in our anthology. Her um, Bitch Queen Chronicles. Yes. Queen yes. Queen. Yes. Trilogy. I just, I think I just supported her today um, on her, Kickstarter. Her, yeah, uh, her, her, she's her, doing a Kickstarter. She got funded Outlaw Mage. She just got funded. Yeah. Just, I, like just, I just, I just supported her on that today, for yeah. an ebook. Yeah. Uh, Leanne Hearn is a citizen. Uh, Julian Rubenstein. I've read her first book. It's, um, it's, it's, it's across the Nightingale floor. It's kind of like set in a pseudo Japanese world with samurais, and, and it's 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 more on the slower side. It's more for people like who like Robin Hobb, but it's a little bit faster paced than Robin Hobb's books. But it deals with all the emotions and stuff like that. It's a nice book. It's funny when you say. I heard. Well, I hear. Well, sorry. I was just the mentioning Robin Hobb's books are slow. I'm like, oh yeah, I guess they are. Because I don't even like think of them that way. But then, like when people talk about, it, I was like, "Oh yeah, actually, yeah, that was slow. I just was enjoying it so much." I yeah, that's that's it. that's the reputation I hear. Where it's like, as you're reading it, it feels very slow, and then you get to the end and go, "Holy shit!" Was <laughs> that is that like, like Malazan syndrome? <laughs> <laughs> I, think I love slow burn like those. So, what what was the name of that author um, here? Oh, uh, Leon Hearn. H E A R N across the Nightingale floor. Liam? Liam. Uh, Liam. L I E N. I'll message it. Don't worry. I'll I'll tweet it out. I'll DM it to you. Someone will write it and we'll find it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that sounds Spectre like something I would enjoy reading. Spectre must give a shout buy out the to books you. and then never read them because that seems to be what happens. So. Yeah, that's that's uh, perfectly course. Uh, <laughs> see all more. I I Two, it's two different hobbies: buying books and reading mm. books. And and whether or not you buy the book or read the books that you actually have, it's like they're two totally separate hobbies. One is uh, one is like you're a curator of a beautiful library. <laughs> <laughs> I feel called I'm, out. I'm calling everyone out. <laughs> so. This is funny. Um, Chris says Shauna Lawless has a great new debut novel coming out. So I, I met Shauna at yes. Worldcon like two or three years ago before she had finished writing the book, I think. And and she was like, yeah, maybe when I finish my book, you can blurb it. And I was like, oh, for sure. And then she like sent it to me like a couple months ago. This, of course, was in the midst of everything else that was going on. It was crazy. And I never wrote, yeah. read it and blurbed it. And I told her I felt so bad and I want to read it. But she's a fantastic person. And I'm sure the series is going to be really good. So I'm excited to read it. But um, yeah, Chris I know um, certainly all the bloggers that I know that I respect have really enjoyed it. So I, I always take that as a good sign. Yeah. If, yeah. So if you, no, you I'm, uh, oh, I'm sorry, Beth. No, go ahead. I was going to say, you were talking about like, you know, curating your collection of books. <laughs> have you ever heard of the King Bow? Do you know what a King Bow is? No. Okay. No. <laughs> so in 2007, Stephen King released a ser- his series of books from Hoder, color-coded. 
and you line them up oh. and it's a rainbow. Oh, cool. It was in 2007. I have been hunting down the copies of the King Bow for the last <laughs> five years since I heard oh, about it. Like a I rainbow. Had, King like bow. a rainbow. King Bow. <laughs> they call it the King Bow. Yeah, I have six more. The six that I don't have, the copies are over a thousand dollars a piece, and they are oh. paperback books. They're paperback oh. books, and that's just not, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spend a thousand dollars a piece on the last six. Like it's just not gonna happen. But I have that's the rest of them. This is the thing that eats me. They're There's so pretty. Black market for these special editions. Yeah. Like people just purposefully buy them in advance. They don't care for them. And then they'll sell them for like six times, seven times, or in this case, yeah, they're more they're than way... the market price. And I, it I took mean, I, me I, a year to get a Lumicrate, to get mm-hmm. in on a Lumicrate. I had to be on a waiting list for a year. Mm-hmm. And then like for Goldsboro, I think it was six months before I could pay them to send me books. Yeah. <laughs> What about the Broken Binding? Have you got in on that? Oh, yes. Oh. I bought your book from the Broken Binding, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know I did. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the only problem with the Broken Binding, beautiful books. I have their membership also, but the, the shipping is is crazy okay. yeah, high for, for the oh, U.S. Yeah. It's just from crazy high. Yeah. Much yeah. better for the U.K. But. Yeah, but yeah, I have their... I have their oh. uh, Broken yeah. Binding. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Broken binding. Let me go get my Lumicrate. What's that? I love the broken binding. I I was I've been I've been talking with the guy who started the broken binding before he when when he was still a, a fantasy guru at, at Waterstones. Um so I was like watching the whole thing happen as it happens. It's so cool. Like he's amazing. He's a prodigy. Hmm. I uh, I just wish that they would there was some way to get these special not these exorbitant prices, you know, because like, I, I, I watch it on eBay, I have these alerts set up for the books that I love, and the prices that come up are just like, I cannot justify that. I mean, not unless I won the lottery, but I did, so. <laughs> uh, one more female author that's, uh, if you like dark uh, dark and disturbing books, is uh, Halo Scott, The Rift Cycle. Mm-hmm. That series is something else. I don't know. It is good stuff. Uh, if you like dark and disturbing, it's really great series on occasion i have been known to enjoy such a story let's see what i got here and uh specter asks is that a sword this is my uh this is my 1860 oh what was 1868 cavalry saber um my husband found that for me which country um the u.s it was made in boston okay Hmm. The pop quiz, I'm really failing. I know the name of the guy that made it, but... It looks a lot like the the Cossack French sabers that came out like 10 or 20 years before that, which are my favorite sabers, my favorite swords. Yeah, there. I, I have a replica up there that's doubled as a hat rack, but um, it's uh, they were made in um, in Boston. <laughs> Yeah. Um, during the war, it's listen. I don't have a lot of space here, <laughs> but um, um, my husband uh, bought me the original, and then Connor Kaplan sent me the replica at about the same time. Like it was just, it was just, I don't know what's the word for it when 
two random things happen at the same time for no good reason. Um, yeah, there you go. Um, so the, the replica is a replica of the same sort that my husband found for me. Nice. So. All right. So here's a Goldsboro. Ooh, Ooh. ordinary monster. Oh, I... oh yeah. I'm so jealous, but... mm. Yeah, and then <laughs> let's see. I got Jen Williams. <gasps> oh, Love this one. Gorgeous books. The Ninth Frame. Yeah, and they're all signed. This total, total. Uh, I mean, look at the the binding on this one. Oh, that's so cool. Pretty. Yeah. Not to talk with you about your favorite special editions, because when right now I'm doing numbered copies for it with Anderita Books in the UK. I don't have anybody who's doing special editions of my book in the US. And at some point in the future, I'll probably use Broken Binding, probably when they have stores actually in the US. Yeah. Because um, they're planning on doing that in the future. Um, oh, cool. They'll have like satellite brands. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So that would once, be good. once they do that, and once I got all four books out we're probably going to do like a box set that's going to be something pretty cool because knowing him and i will probably come up with something blacklight mm -hmm. <laughs> but more than that like <laughs> bonus chapters and and bonus artwork and uh, oh my god like a blacklight sprayed edge those that don't that know would be i do cool. secret messages with <laughs> you, blacklight you have that all my books I, that i sign if it's yeah. not signed, then it, you know, don't go searching for. <laughs> he said it was there. He said it was there. Yes. These many pages. There's nothing. If I signed it, though, like ninety-nine percent of them have secret messages that are in visible ink. So yeah, very fun. Hmm. Uh, Lana has a question. <laughs> Crystal, do you have an ETA on your audiobook? I do. Um, it's it, it's releasing sub, uh, September thirteenth. It's supposed to be on pre-order right now, but I don't know what happened. It's it's not linking to Amazon, so hopefully it will arrive September 13th. But as far as I know, that thing will drop uh, September 13th. Um, and uh, Paul and Felicity both were amazing to work with, and I'm super excited to hear um, how they brought it to life. And... Um, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited. <laughs> That's through Podium, so it'll be exclusive to Audible. Oh, I was gonna, I was gonna mention Ursula K. Le Guin. Like, she's my favorite. She's in my TBR. Yeah, she's, <laughs> she's a goddess. I, she's, she can't do anything wrong. Ryan House and I had a big, were part of a big competition over who who had the best. Um, author and like you had your champion and, it, <laughs> and at the very end it was him and i across all of book twitter going head to head and it was ursula kayla gwynn against mary shelley wow yeah i won yeah <laughs> with le gwynn yes with le gwynn wow. yeah. I've, I've read mary shelley she's not in my tbr <sighs> yeah i read mary shelley i, I can't say i i don't I just can't do the gothic. Oh, this shade. <laughs> Ryan. <laughs> Ryan, are you watching? You just got killed. <laughs> he I knows. Like he knows. <laughs> he sent me a copy. <laughs> it's fine. <Yeah. laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah, shipping is outrageous right now. Yeah. Uh, Margaret Weiss read some great fantasy books. I enjoyed yes, her Deathgate cycle. Yeah. And Hannah, no, that's a great question. <laughs> Who wrote that the uh, Morgan? You know the author in Legend books, Margaret Weiss. Was that us, or is that something else? Somebody else? Oh, Miss. Are you thinking Miss of Avalon? Yes. Yes. Did she, did she somebody that? else. Uh, although I can't remember her name. I, I heard else, that though. she's got some pretty shady stuff yeah, going on in her life. Yeah. Wrote the of Avalon. Oh, Marion Zimmerbladley. Never mind. Wrong person. Marion yeah. Zimmerbladley. Yeah. She's yeah. the crazy, not crazy, really horrible author. She, yeah. yeah. Like, I wouldn't read her books. Just, <laughs> I know that you're supposed to separate art and artist, but some things I just can't do. So, yeah, she's the person who's really horrible. Yeah. Yeah. That Margaret Weiss is somebody who's written really fantastic. Margaret Weiss is a real sweetheart. And uh, Hannah made it. Yay! Dragon Mage. Yes, that is yeah. really a fantastic book. Yeah, Hannah makes an interesting point. Uh, I think it's interesting that so many female, how so many female authors uh, use yeah. abbreviated pen it's, names. It's something that I considered um, as I was getting ready to publish. And a number of years ago, back when I was writing crime fiction, I was uh, I was planning to publish under um, a gender neutral pseudonym just because of the stigma against, you know, female writers and, you know, they, they get shelved in the wrong places. They get shelved in the romance and young adult when they're not writing that. And it just seemed like such a hassle. But then when I was writing Brightwash, I was like, you know what? No, <laughs> no, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna hide. And uh, I understand everyone who chooses to do that. Um, and I, I'm not saying that they're hiding. Uh, and I get it because I was considering it too. But it's just at some point, it's just like we have to shake the cage a little and say like, hang on, no, <laughs> I'm to be taken seriously. No, so, yeah, that, that was my little. I actually planned to write on. under JT Call initially until my agent told me not to but and then that was partially because like that's the nickname my mother uses for me and i just thought it would be fun and i don't know whether that would have been a bad decision maybe whether that would give me less readership i hope not um but it sounds like i don't see anything wrong with initially but i do like knowing whatever the person like if i meet somebody i want to be able to call them their name so yeah yeah it, yeah it really and i think like in this person. age of social media in this age of social media it gives us kind of you know more connect connectability where it's like we're in a, a time where we can sell books on our personalities now and i think it, it's really fun to yeah. embody that um with healthy boundaries of course but you know i i i'm glad i i I decided that I was going to pick this hill. Um, Good. I, I think it's working okay so far. Yeah, that, that makes me here? think of uh, GM Nair. Ganesh? Mm -hmm. GM Nair? He's just oh yeah, 100% personality. He's fantastic. <laughs> SPSFC finalist, right? Yes. His yeah. book was a finalist in the, yeah. in the first SPSFC. Yeah. Ah, Spaceball. Spaceball. His first book was a finalist. Spaceball. <laughs> The SP, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you, Javi, and Duncan Swan, but it just doesn't roll off the tongue. Ugh. It's not. The self-published really science fiction competition. What was the contest? Name of the book? Yeah, uh, Duckets uh, and Dicks Dyer. for hire. Ducket and Dyer. Yeah. Dicks Ducket for and hire. Dyer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, nice. you know, it's 
It's He's it's hilarious. amazing. It's, I it's love amazing. when you I love when you get something like that and you're like, I already know what the I know I already know the tone of the book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Wait, actually he's he, he's he on fantastic. He's on Twitter. Maybe I can get him to come over here yeah. and talk. Dari <laughs> uh, said, thank you, Crystal, because it can't change unless people push against oh. it. Uh, Francois, it's crazy your gender has nothing to do with your ability to weave a great tale. Oh, and yeah, somebody had all. mentioned in the comments before about uh, the Janny versus Empire trilogy with Raymond mm-hmm. uh, Raymond Feist or Fees. I don't know how to pronounce his name. That one is one truly fantastic series. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you all have read it, but I love that series. Yeah. I wish people would love it. I mean, we didn't love it. That's mm-hmm. the one that's written from the two different empires, yep. right? Yep. Yeah. Mara of Akuma and, uh, you know, but it's mostly from Mara's viewpoint. And of course, uh, the Magician trilogies. Uh, kind of like this like the people of the magician trilogy are shown as well and it's kind of how she yep that's the one very yeah. thank you Derry. yeah he's got another um feist has got another really good series that he's putting out right now that the third book is coming out or just came out uh and of course i can't remember the name of it because that's what i do <laughs> We're kind of all over the place on our pop quizzes today. Gosh. Uh, it's a just, new series, if I'm not wrong. Yeah, it's brand new. And it's yeah. it's excellent. And it's a trilogy. It's like a finished trilogy. It's not, you know, 32 books or whatever, but the Serpent War <laughs> saga. <laughs> oh. somebody, right, somebody tell me. Somebody from chat. <laughs> It's like I just scanning his sixty books trying to find it. Yeah. <laughs> it's really good. Yeah. And John had a great comment. Plus, Crystal Matar is a really cool author name. Yes, it is. Yes. Thank you. Adrian uh, Adrian Gibson told me that uh, Matar is uh, Spanish for murder, which makes it yeah. super on point for writing romantic. <laughs> is that true? <gasps> it is. That's amazing. Yeah. It's, it's funny because. Well, I'm so I'm fluent in Spanish, and I'm looking at your name, and I was going to say like, yeah, plus like that means kill, and I'm sitting here going like, what? Yeah, thinking? I love it. I'm like, That's no, not see, um, matador, no, what is it? It's because it's Spanish. Like I didn't even think about it, but yeah, yeah, it's 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 a really great author. In uh, it, so my husband is uh, Lebanese, and in. Arabic, it means rain. So it's either very romantic or murder. Kill. Come on, yeah. right. grim dark romance. Grim dark romance. Yeah. Go with so, kill. <laughs> you know, it's perfect. It's it. <laughs> you know the the um was it the the Raven the Raven Mark trilogy. That one. Oh yes, okay. I call it Grim Heart, but you could classify it as Grim Dark Romance. That's true. So is that like yeah, having? It's... Is that like having a first date in a bar called the Rusty Bucket, or something? <laughs> like you have your great, or, like the dirty clam or dripping bucket, dripping bucket, Michael Alfred. <laughs> 
That's Fletcher's. Yeah. Yep. That's yeah. Fletcher's. Like, but, yeah. Those in the, the dripping bucket must be in every. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So like, like that is your romantic oh. first date. And then you end up killing everybody, but together. <laughs> <laughs> it's bonding. Yeah, I, I definitely put dripping bucket as an important place in Frickin' Bone. I had to. I just. I had when to. I. <laughs> When I put Dripping Bucket in my series, I'm going to try and find pieces from all of the other Dripping Buckets that exist and put them in the series. We were like, this is like connected to all the world. Oh, so I just finished Wesley Chu's uh, book, which I completely recommend. Um, and he has a, a bar in it called The Twice Told Wife. Like, Twice Told Wife. Oh, wow. Yeah. This, yeah, it was very charming. From dark, very charming. Uh, Hannah, so there's definitely yeah, I didn't get that. Uh, there's definitely something different you get from a female from a female's perspective. Love the uh, Devabad trilogy. Probably mm -hmm. mispronounce that. Also love sort of Kaigen. That's another one, sort of Kaigen. Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. Fianites trilogy, which I think she then decommissioned so that she only had one book. So yeah. Interesting. Uh, John will newer ones, hopefully right. next year. Uh, Grim uh, Dark Romance, uh, KJ Sutton. Well, that's going on my list. So I wonder too, when, when you're talking Grim Dark Romance, because Grim Dark can be very graphic in terms of violence and yeah. darkness. But then graphic in terms of romance means an entirely different thing. So, one, but also romance can mean different things for different people. Like you're talking about grimdark romance in Abercrombie's books. It's not really romance so much as it is sex. But if you're talking about romance in uh, Ed McDonald's books, I don't really think there's any description. Yeah, there's, there's very relationship like, yeah, it's very different. <laughs> Are you are you asking me which 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 way I've gone? Well, I'm not asking. Any, I'm just saying that there's a, okay. a, a wide span of yeah. grimdark romance that you could put into that category. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, and it's just like, you know, it it's such. But, a but where do you fall on that span? Now that you mention it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Start your TikTok channel. Go. <laughs> so I've matched um, the level of graphic violence with the level of graphic sex. They're um, neither of them are treated differently from each other, um, and because that was a that that was a conscious choice because there was something that I wrote early on as I was drafting where the sex was getting graphic and I was like, I can't, I can't publish it like this. I'll have to edit it later <laughs> and trim it back. Um, but in the same book, That's I good. described somebody um, dislocating someone else's shoulder with the words pop like a chicken leg. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> why is that okay? <laughs> but I see nothing wrong sensual. with this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, so it was like, a, no, I, I'm not, I'm not going to 
pulls effects back when the gra when the violence is this bad. Like that doesn't make sense. So I decided I was gonna write both. <laughs> Didn't, doesn't George R. R. Martin have a quote about this? You know that his books are criticized for the level of like the level of sex, but there's people are fine with the axe going through the head or the arrow going yeah. through the eye. But it's you know if there's some amount of sex shown, then it's like oh dear God. Yep, that's exactly oh, the no, fight sex. that um, no. I was wading into with this because it's like now there becomes a different discussion with you know non-consensual or non-consensual <laughs> encounters, um, and that's a that's a whole other discussion. So we'll take that out, put that aside. But for me, um, why is murdering each other more acceptable than two adults who are capable and willing? Um, enjoying each other's bodies and and that bugged me a little bit that it that it caught in my head like that and so um so yeah that that was just the thing that i was that i was deciding that no 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 we're gonna talk about this <laughs> a little bit we're gonna we're gonna go here um and i'm glad that i did because i feel like um it, it certainly gave me a very identifiable brand to stand behind <laughs> <laughs> um but also it's just i i feel like generally it's it's good to have these discussions um oh, yeah. as artists we we carry a lot of of power with the words that we choose um and it's good to be aware of what what we're saying and it's good to be aware of what kind of conversations we're starting because i feel like if people could be more comfortable about talking about consensual encounters then maybe there would be more yeah support behind people who are trying to talk about things that have happened to them and i just i feel like things could be moving in a different direction um than us flinching away from and, and that's not to say that everyone has to write it and i i would rather you know if an author doesn't want to write sex then please don't <laughs> it's it's not gonna work <laughs> but i just i just feel like it, it was it was something that i'm capable of doing because it, it's how i started writing so why take it out of my identity just because of, i was worried about what people would think that's a stupid thing to worry about if this is going to be my career it's interesting so I, I, I say it's interesting because I, I agree with everything you said, but then I look at my own writing and it's like very visceral graphic descriptions of violence, which come naturally to me and I don't have to spend yeah. much time on them. And I really enjoy writing those scenes, ironically. Um, but, <laughs> it's very cathartic. <laughs> oh, I love writing scenes of violence. It's like, yeah. it's like, it's so easy to write when people are getting dismembered and all of these violence. Like, there's so many opportunities to describe things that we don't normally get to see, hear, feel, et cetera. Yeah. So it's like, it's like all And it's the very confronting. Really. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, confronting in what? Well, it's like you're, you're, you're putting your reader into something that, that is uncomfortable and entertaining, yeah. but hopefully it's a little bit uncomfortable. Yes. Yes. Like, um, I do. And, yes. and it's, it's, it, the, the, I, I, I love <laughs> writing violence. <laughs> I, yes. Well, and I, I say that because when it comes to like characters, I'm like, oh, oh, I think these characters are about to have sex. I haven't written any. Now, sex what do I do? I'm like, what do I do? <laughs> Get up, turn on Barry White. Yeah, yeah. Well, commercial. <laughs> I 
I did I did the same thing when I was when I was working on Brightwash. But that I suspect the difference between you and me is that I started writing um, in in fan fiction, and you know, fan fiction is is very famous for um, a very particular kind of content. Um, so you know, that's 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 where I learned, and and so when it when it came up, it was just a natural flow of the scene, and I thought, sure, oh no, yeah. I can't, I have to edit this back but it's like no no i'm not doing i'm not gonna i'm not gonna hide and i think it's just uh, if if i was gonna be here and this was gonna be my career i was gonna pick all the fights that i wanted to pick and so be it so i had a really funny moment when i was talking to me about the maleficent seven okay yeah yeah okay so the maleficent yeah. i loved the maleficent seven like That's, i recommend that yeah cameron johnston Yep. Yeah. 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 Uh, just so much fun, right? Also on and, the TV. <laughs> one of the one of the first words that I came out of my mouth. I'm like, it has the best torture scene. <laughs> I'm like, yes. did I just actually say these words? <laughs> like, <laughs> and like, and I'm like, totally for this torture scene. Yeah. But, yeah. But I should feel equally bad that you said that, and I was like, oh, now I gotta read that. Oh dear! Yeah. Who's a master so of torture? Like seven. Think of it like seven of the worst villains you could possibly imagine. Like Disney villains hyped up, just have to come together to defend a small town, <laughs> and they're just. They, there's no like redeeming arcs or anything. That's not what this is about. Yeah. No, they're just. Oh no no! They're just there's an evil wizard queen and her six six generals whom yeah. she left, and now they have to come back together for a specific reason, which is highlighted in the book. It all makes sense, but yeah, one of them is like a vampire, one of them is like a crazy torturer, and again, uh -huh. the best part about the torture scene, pirate queen. Yes, and it's inflicted upon people who are worse, so it, yeah. you know you kind of feel like cheering them on. So it's <laughs> like Dexter. This is horrible as I see it. It's just this is like the premise for the third arc I have planned for my. Seriously. Yeah, that that the vampire torture scene was was epic. Like it's just it's so bad. Ugh. And, and we have to move it up my TBR. And I'm like, hey, everybody should read this. It's amazing. <laughs> Who's the author? Uh, Cameron Cam Johnston. Male. Yeah. Yep. Male. Okay. Sorry to all my female authors who are going to be delayed farther because of Cameron Johnston. Yeah, He's another, uh, UK author, if that helps, Justin. You can blame the UK it on. Author? Yeah, are, are, aren't you from the UK as well? I'm sorry. If no, I'm, I'm from the US yeah. actually. Ironically, oh, okay. people assume I'm from the UK because I'm my. You could have blamed on that, you know, British buddy. No. Yeah, and I, I, yeah, I write my books in British English because my primary publisher, and then when my US publisher gets the book, they have to convert it back to US English. Back to so but you you so you drop the U's is what you're saying. Oh, no, I am. No, he adds the U's. No, I know, but when you come back to the U.S., you drop the U's. They they, they drop them for, for me, and then I double check to make sure they did it correctly. Yeah, <laughs> they hunt and destroy all the superfluous U's, and Find then the add place. the Z in uh, Z. 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 <laughs> and uh, Andrew is forty percent into Master of Sorrows. Which is good. I hear good things about that one. The sixty percent—that's great. Uh, I assume he's liking it, but he didn't say that. So, <laughs> no, <yeah. laughs> 
he he was uh, he was gushing like, to you on Twitter about forty percent. So, yeah. Ew. <laughs> uh, KJ Sutton is Abercrombie meets Sarah J. Mass. I think that's SGM. Oh, uh, she's a big yeah, romance author. Super famous romance author, Sarah J. Mass. Have not read any of her books. Neither have I, but I know exactly what they contain because of all the people talking about them on Twitter and Instagram. TikTok. They're all over TikTok. Yeah. Here. Like sexy scenes on TikTok. Yeah, the, the conversation I primarily hear about Sarah J. J Mass is, is it's like she had written some young adult stuff that was definitely more adult, but often classified as young adult and then obviously and then wrote actual adult stuff. And and people have really enjoyed her series, but it's definitely characterized as having a lot of sex in it. And I don't know anything beyond that about the books. Yep. Apparently people like them a lot. Good thing to be known for. Yeah. You found your niche. You found your audience. Sexy time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Sexy time with elves. I've read one of her YA books. It was, I'm sorry to say this, kind of dumb. <laughs> okay, I, I, I'll retreat that. Which, which one? It, uh, a throne of glass. I read her first YA book, so I'll I'll, ref I'll I'll rephrase why I said it dumb. So the premise is literally like you know there's this main character who's this assassin who's been caught and is imprisoned, and then she gets let go by the prince or king to they give her a task and they say you have to do this for us then only we'll let you go. But throughout the book, I did not get this sense of danger from her. Like you know why is everybody scared of her? Did not make any sense. And it was more of like, and of course, there was a love triangle uh, in it as well, which is fine. Again, no judgment over there. But like the whole premise was this assassin is kept in a mind shackled and everything because she's that dangerous. She's that of like a John Wick's, you know, like something sure. more than yeah. scarier than John Wick. And they she's a teenager? Yeah. She's a teenager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And again, it's a fantasy world. So I'll, again, I'll, I'll, I'll accept that. Fantasy world. Right, but, but then they really need to deliver on that to prove yes. exactly yes. why a teenager yeah. was treated like that. Yeah, and nothing like it was throughout the book. It was just more of like you know, and I and and, and, I, and I finished the book because I was like I want to finish the book. I want to because again it, it was a review copy and I wanted to like I, I had to review it. I reviewed it and I was like, I didn't say it was dumb, but it, it just came. Like, <laughs> but it was dumb. It just. <laughs> Promised so much and it delivered zero percent of it. So I was like, okay, it's not. And again, I realized it's not for me. I am, I am not her target audience. Let's put it this way: I am zero percent of her target audience. So it was definitely not for me. But I just wish there was, like, you know, if you have set up a premise of this badass female assassin whose people are deathly scared of her, you gotta show her do something. Then, of course, there were some action scenes, but it was more of like romance and with action hidden in between, just to kind of be like keep interest of people like me, but yeah. Again, not for me. I'm not the target audience as well. There is so much good urban fantasy that has a, that has a female lead. That mm -hmm. I don't know why it's stuck on that ser kind of series. Like, there's so much yeah. you could read. Well, and that's the way it is with a lot of popular authors, though. Like, they become known for a certain brand of fantasy literature, science, you know, sci-fi fantasy. And that's the one people kind of always suggest because that's what I think of when I'm like, oh, fantasy novels that have a lot of sex in them. I'm like, well, I know Sarah J. Mass is one of those. And then I have trouble remembering like, yeah. like Abercrombie does too, but he's not known just for that. He's known for like, you know. I, I always find that interesting too, because I feel like um, this comes into the name stuff a little bit. 
because it's mm-hmm. like I've I've seen some of Abercrombie's sex scenes. Like the, it, he's doing good, but I didn't know about that until I would have picked his books up years ago if people had pitched it to me like that. But I, I they people don't talk about Abercrombie that way. Um, right. Right. Because yeah, and and as know. as uh, Beth was saying, there's a whole. Yeah. whole gamut of books that also qualify and fit into that genre or authors who are specifically in that niche so you know it's, there's no reason to just focus specifically on those authors having said that i do like anytime i see an author who's known for doing something very well that moves them up my tbr because i'm like oh that people like what they're doing i want to learn what they are doing well so yes. i can try to further develop that skill piece. yeah Let's uh, see, uh, Andrew's talking to Lona Andrews, Kate Daniels. Yes. Yes. Kate Daniels. yes. Yeah. Uh, Lona Andrews is amazing. Uh, Troy had a comment. What an excellent point. That's it seems like graphic. Post apocalyptic, I love. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, uh, it features Kate Daniels, who's a mercenary in post apocalyptic um, Georgia. And the premise is that, you know, man, magic came back, oh. you know, because all this while we, we had technology, mm-hmm. magic was gone away. It's kind of like stretched like a rubber band and the rubber band finally broke so magic came back and hit the world hard so now everything has crashed oh cool there's pockets of you know magic and everything and kate daniels is this mercenary whom nobody knows where she's come from but she has a secret of obviously that's the whole premise of the, of the series and she's snarky she's very snarky she's now this is the cheesy. best of it's just not good. Cheesy, snarky yeah. and she's deadly and and the authors show how deadly she is like she's yeah. she's like one of the best warriors with a sword, like, you know, maybe rivaling Elric of Melanie Bone. She's that good. Uh, if there's any David Gemmel fans, she's as good as Kilgannon and Decado and all of those. Uh, Crystal knows what I'm talking about. She's that David good as, as well. She's snarky. And she and the series, the best part of the series is the characters, not just, you know, Kate, but she, there's always a focus on, you know, romantic character, like her romantic pairing with one uh, main character and her friendships with lots of other females and male characters. And it is amazing. Like Ilona Andrews have created this whole new world. Oh, and there's a there's there's a whole lot of politics due to a were clan. There's were bears. There's were lions. There's were hyenas and everything. And it's amazing. The series is hands down. It's deeper. really good. It's how really many, fun. How many books? Uh, ten books. Nine or ten. Ten. <laughs> ten. Ten. I laughed because I haven't read the last two. I like the long <laughs> series. But then it prevents me from getting through my TBR that much quicker. No, but they're they're on the thinner side. <laughs> Depends they're, on how long the books that, are, though. I mean, yeah, I was, not, not everybody writes fantasy books like we do. Yeah, I know. They're, so uh, they're the shorter yeah, I, can, side. I can recommend The Hollows to you. Some people stay in five digits. Which is 17 books now. Wow. 18 books. Well, I mean, Alona Andrews, that's definitely like, that's 100% something I should be I should be reading because that, that sounds like hitting all my buttons. Oh. Plus it's covering stuff. I don't typically read that. I want to read that. I enjoy. Yeah. I think it's a writing team too. It's a yes. husband, husband wife, wife writing team. Husband wife. Yep. Yeah. Ilona Anders is. Yep. 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 Uh-huh. Uh, Ilona yeah. Gordon and, uh, oh, sorry. Ilona. Well, it's Gordon and Ilona. They are the husband wife there. Uh, Ilona Gordon and Andrew Gordon. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really nice. fantastic couple. Lots of, yeah. you know, really good. Really humor. fun. Really good romance, amazing action, amazing characters. Can't speak enough of it. Like it's, and they're writing a new, 
a sequel series in it in the same world, which you can pick up. The first book is out. I think it was called Blood Hair. It was out last year. They wrote it because of the you know because of COVID, and they released it because their fans were asking for it, and it was a huge success. So if you just don't want to, if you want to just start out with one book, you know you don't want to start the whole series. You can start out with Blood Hair by Elon Musk. You don't know me because I like to start at the beginning and make sure I don't miss out on anything. <laughs> Magic Bites by Elon Andrews. That's the book to be. I have, I have a great Bites. series for oh, you. Yeah, 11, 11 hours. They're just little bitty books. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's like a half a book. <laughs> have you read Benedict Jacka? Have you read Benedict Jacka? Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> this, you guys, this is have, the difference between bloggers and writers. <laughs> so we're, we're aware of everybody doing really cool stuff. We're like, wow, that's so great. I want to do that. Oh, I want to read that. Oh, I love that person. And then you guys are like, here's all the list of books that you must read immediately. <laughs> you're like, I read 300 books this year. How many have you read? And you're like, oh, yeah, that's David. That's David. Yeah. yeah. Not us, not me at least, not, no, me, not me. No, yeah. no, not me either. Yeah, I think I think I've read 80, 83 so far. I mean, I 80. put my Goodreads target at ten this year, and I'm at six. <laughs> and that's that's great. Yeah, I up read extra. that's fantastic. I don't do Goodreads targets because then people will expect something, and I can't deliver that sort of <laughs> yeah. thing. So. I used to read like. These level like thicker than this. I used to read this in two yeah. days, and then I started writing, and I'm like, "Well, I can only do audiobooks yeah. now because if I'm not doing audiobooks, I need yeah. to be writing." Ugh. Yep. Like, yeah. like David read 300 books yep. last month. Like he's he is just stupid. Wait, it's stupid. How? He read. Well, Hyper he's Baller? counting. Like, no, no, I'm not. He's read whole. Plus David, Lord whole, yeah, yeah. He he's read whole. Um, uh, manga so series. Um, uh, so he's can't, he's can't, he's, but still, yeah. that's, yeah, it's still that's, a lot. Let's how, not how belittle you... his accomplishment, but also let's put it in perspective. But yes, that's a lot. Yes, that's why I'm qualifying. Remember. That's why I'm qualifying, but it's still quite a bit. How, how do you remember anything when you read 300 books? I, mean, I don't know. I mean, uh, yeah. how do you he does audiobooks too. I think he does audiobooks <laughs> at work, probably in like, like at 4.0 speed or something. Wow. That's <laughs> I mean, when does he sleep? When I don't know. He... And he's got a kid too. I don't, oh, I don't know. Wow. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I barely crazy. read with with my two kiddos. Like they're just and and work. I think it's the difference between having one and then after you have one, it's just downhill from <laughs> every additional one that you have. After. Uh, I was like one wow. and done. I'm, I'm allowed good. to say that. I have four. Yeah. <laughs> nah. Angela Board has nine? Nine, Ten? yes. Nine. Yes, nine. 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 Wow. nine. She, she nine. is a oh, superhero. And she homeschools. She's yep. a superhero. Uh, Troy had a comment. What an excellent point. I think a like couple graphic. have, have oh. moved out. <laughs> oh, oh, just, okay. uh, it seems like graphic violence and sex is accepted on television, but you put it in a novel and people start uh, clutching. Very true. Mm-hmm. I've seen it go both ways, but yeah, if I were to put sex in my books, I'm sure people would start clutching pearls and be like, "You didn't have this in the." Well, I think, I, yeah, that that that's a different. That's you know, reader expectations, and when you set a certain expectation, you have to like, there has to be a, a visible pivot 
but like if I wouldn't I wouldn't do it mid series like I wouldn't just suddenly add it in. Yeah, yeah, that's actually relevant um, to the the comment right before Andrew's here because I had oh, I missed it. violence in my first book, but my second book cranked it up, and people were like, "Oh, this is darker than I was expecting." <laughs> Me, I'm like, "Wee!" Right, and I'm like, "I was hoping to get to this." Earlier, but it's a long story, so. <laughs> See, about I, the dark one. I, uh, yeah, well, yeah, that, that that tracks, and that's something that I struggled with as well for the second book, where um, Brightwash, I I sent it out, and people started saying it's dark, and I was like, it's not that dark, is it? It's it's fine. You're you're fine. Uh, <laughs> and then people Crystal. were like, no, no, this this is rough. <laughs> yeah. Beth was, one of the, Beth was one of the first people to call my book Grimdark, and I was like, really? Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, people uh -huh. reported back to me that actually, in fact, this this is pretty bad. And then the second book, um, I was like, oh man, this is too dark. I gotta, I gotta pull back. I got, I, and I actually wasted a lot of time trying to get away from <laughs> dark people. I wrote There's a lot of stuff that I can't do because it just fluffed. Um, and then I was like, oh, you know what? Fuck it. Let, like, let's go. I'm just gonna do it. Um, and so yeah, the second book is with the caveat of I'm sorry. <laughs> So, yeah, there's wow, something about nice. that second book where it's like, it's it's time to double down or get off the table. Just want to say thanks to John. I really appreciate it. Thank you for uh, for coming by and for the support. Oh, that's really nice, John. Yeah, thank you, John. Hey, John, since everybody's thanking you, I'm not going to. I'm going to say we expect that, and please continue to do so. <laughs> <laughs> He said the quiet part out loud. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he's writing about a dark lord. Mm. You know, it's his inner voice. <laughs> Darth Vader. That's something that I've noticed on Twitter that, that the writers that I know that are writing Grimdarkers are some of the funniest, warmest people that I've ever met. Joe Abercrombie so. is too, actually. Same thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 It's just like we we just channel it differently. We we put it on the page and then we can walk away and pretend we're normal. I you know, yeah. and that's like for Grim Dark magazine, like the the staff and stuff from Grim Dark magazine. Oh yeah. All happy, warm people. Yeah. It does make me wonder, like, if, if our books do not represent who we are as people on the outside, like are we those is like where from whence does this darkness come? Like is it just because like we push it into our books so don't just like freeze us of it and we're like, oh no, I'm all right. Like <laughs> also, what about the people who write those happy books? You know, the happy comedic books. Oh, I wonder about trust around, what does that say about them, hope you know? Punk. You gotta worry about those pump hope punk them. people. Like what? <laughs> yeah. What? What is butterflies and rainbow shit? They are what? tamping down something they're not letting out. Have you not been in the real world? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, I don't trust you. I don't trust your kindness. Yeah, I don't. I don't trust it either. Uh, John Quinn has an off has an has an off scene uh, off the page rape scene. It also it worked so well because my imagination made it more horrific than anything that could have been put on the page. Yes, he's a master. Yeah, and I think that goes for both sex and violence, and like rape is both. So there are times when 
being visceral and describing things in detail to make people uncomfortable is like what you need to get people there. And other times when simply leaving it there is so much worse because you can imagine so much worse, depending on who you are as a reader. <laughs> Clearly, I can imagine a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a very important point, though, when dealing with things like Grimdark, because it's not like splatterpunk. I don't need to know every little visceral. It's it's not about the gore. It's, you know, it's everything's with a purpose. Violence with a purpose. I like I. I, I feel like like I didn't really know about Grimdark as a genre when I set out into publishing, and I feel like I came to it very naturally, um, just because there's a lot of room for um, character study mm -hmm. and how we get there. Mm -hmm. Yes, you know, like what what pushes us there, and obviously you're you're a deep dive into it, Justin. If you're you know the the hero kind of fall not so heroic yeah yeah and i i read a lot of um uh veteran fiction so um you know servicemen who go on to write novels um, yeah. specifically um carmel antes he was a vietnam veteran um in the marines and you can tell he's self-edited a, um, a bit for this novel where he's 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 pulled it back a bit for us civilians but even even that pulling back he is he's gone some places where um and but it it feels like it was inevitable where else where else could they have gone and survived yeah. and it, and those kinds of stories really appeal to me and i so that's how i ended up here <laughs> So yes, it's yeah. not splatterpunk. It's 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 more yeah. internal, I think. That's that's a good that's a really good point because I, I I will say like I've spoken with some of similar people who are veterans from a variety of wars. One one who is a uh, like a black ops commando in Chile in Chile, and uh, he was talking to me about some of the horrible stuff that they had to do, and. And I took a course on um, Latin American torture narratives and based on actual real life things and, and some of which happened in Chile again. But, um, but when I heard those things, I was like, I can't even put this into my book because people would think that I am trying <laughs> to glorify this and make things this, like I can't, people think this doesn't actually happen in the real world and yet yeah. I'm trying to write a book that has the verisimilitude of like the real world stuff, which is why I don't shy away from that violence. Cause I'm like, it's not like this stuff that everybody else actually has done and experienced. It's, it's actually, it's more censored than that. And so yeah. you feel almost justified in that because you're like, look, if you think the world is not as bad as this, you don't know what has, what the world, what, has, what, what darkness is in the world. I wish I could find the quote that um, that I saw from him that made me pick up his book, but it was like he was he was explaining that um, you know we we are not the, the apex predator of this planet by being nice to each other. We got here 
some way or another. Um, and of course he puts it way better than I did. And he, it's important to note that he doesn't, he doesn't glorify it at all. He, he, yeah, he delivers no. it in a way that's very matter of fact. And he's, he's, he feels the weight of that. And those, those horrible yeah. things that he learned about the human race. Um, and he, he's gone on to um, advocate for veteran mental health and stuff. Like he just, he just seems like an amazing um he he's a um he was at oxford uh, i think he was a poet laureate at oxford and um all of his friends were being drafted so he gave up his position and went to war and it was just so he's able to speak about it in a way that's just speaks so eloquently um so he's he's a really interesting person to look up and learn about who's, who's that author Carl Marlantis. Um, so he, I don't know if you watch documentaries ever, but Ken Burns okay. did a documentary about the Vietnam War, and he he has a very large part in in the interviews in that in those episodes. Um, uh, and his book Matterhorn, I think I can get it without knocking anything down. Wish me luck. I shall not, yes, because that would be hilarious. <laughs> so. Um, his book Matterhorn, this, um, it's rough. Um, but I, I feel like in a way as, as fantasy writers who talk about war, it's, it's something that we need to look at. Um, yeah. and it's something that I appreciate about Grimdark in a way that some of the other lighter genres don't address it, because even yeah. if we, we believe in the side we're fighting on, we're still, it, there's still a cost to that and so he yeah. he talks about it really well and it's a beautiful novel if you can yeah. get through it <laughs> that's that's a really great point because so, like when we whitewash those kinds of experiences you lose all that yeah. authenticity from those like you're, you're denying them their voice and even yeah. if you don't you haven't experienced that and it's not your story to tell but you're trying to give a voice to people who have who have yeah. no voice and trying to show their experiences in a way that touches other people's lives that's a heavy burden to carry. And then for people to be like, it is. Yeah. I can't read that. And you're like, Oh, you can't respect this person's personal story. That's true that, you know, or, or based yeah. on that truth, like to this point, yeah. I want to make a mention in one of Steve's interviews, you know, him and PL Stewart do this really fascinating series of interviews with authors. Uh, there's one interview with Anna Smitsmark and Michael R. Fletcher and Anna Smitsmark actually brings to this point, like in you know, a grim dark is the one genre that allows people to explore these points, which other genres perhaps do not. And the readers are looking to this, you know, because there's, and she brought up this point about like, you know, yes, rape is bad, but sometimes you need to write about it to show certain things about it, which are allowed in this genre. Don't, you know, like, and it's, and leave it up to the author to write about it and, ex and express themselves. And then you can judge it if it was done right or wrong. Don't just first say, yeah. no, you cannot absolutely cannot write about it. So shout First, out to it, Mark it, for seeing yeah, it much these, more beautifully. These conversations, um, yeah, the, the conversations that come out of what we do uh, potentially can add a lot of um, value around us. And I think um, it's a, it's it's something that I'm constantly aware of. And, it, and it's part of why I was worried about going so dark, but then it's ultimately why I decided, no, it's it's time to... I'm going to go there. I'm going to do it. Oh, you found your people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're all oh, for sure. sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Steve, I you're love so quiet. How... I'm sorry? I said, you're so quiet. You're just mostly moderating. And I feel like I haven't gotten to really know yeah. you. I'm, I'm That's the least what he does I'm, every time I've been on with him. <laughs> I'm I'm the least interesting person, so that's why I have interesting people to come and talk, talk to me, so I don't have to... He's being modest. He's being so modest about <laughs> I that. know he is. He's wonderful. <laughs> he has opinions he's not sharing with the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> well, we know he's a grimdark reader, so we, yeah. we know mm -hmm. he's he's got the edge, but also oh, yeah. the warmth. <laughs> I love how in chat, everybody's like, I read 42! I read six to seven books. They just off the top of their head know how many books they've read. Yeah. Uh, read just to, yeah. How geeky are we that we all know how many books we've read yeah. just the top of our heads? Yeah. <laughs> I'm a Justin. I don't count because it's like A, I forget, and I, and I need to update Goodreads, which I'm even worse at. So I just never update them. But I know how much, which books I've read at the end. So I can make a list of like, oh, this is the, these are my top 10. I found that if I don't give myself a little bit of time to breathe after a book, then I don't really absorb it. I need a little bit of space between, yeah. like a day or two to just kind of take it in. Well, that's that's why I read um, uh, uh, Space Astronauts. Uh, <laughs> so I could just like loosen up a little bit, you know. It was, it, it's by Grady <laughs> Hendrix. Redneck NASA. Red, it's Redneck, Redneck NASA. Redneck NASA. I have to read it. Redneck now. NASA. And it's it's space ass astronauts. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love How this that for he's giving me. <laughs> Redneck NASA goes to space. I, 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 I got, that's what I got for you. <laughs> Grady <laughs> Hendrix is a is a wonderful horror oh, and comedy so, writer. He mixes oh, them so, so well. Yeah. yeah. This is comedy. This is not horror, but I love yeah. his horror books. Like he did one on IKEA. Mm -hmm. Horror store. Was it on IKEA? <laughs> that does sound like IKEA. A <laughs> it has a fabulous cover. Just take a look at it. I'm, I'm not kidding. Like it, uh, horror store has really like the cover <laughs> just screams IKEA. Like it, there's just no <laughs> way you can look at that and say, oh, this is. This I is am about intrigued. IKEA. I will admit. Hold on, yeah. Grady Hendrix. I, I gotta uh, show I met, you the cover. <laughs> I met I met uh, I met him at StokerCon very briefly, but he was in a panel. And as soon as he walks in the room, he's one of those people that you know he's in the room. He has that kind of presence about him. I don't know if you can see this properly on my. Phone. I wish people said that about me, but I don't think oh, anyone's yes. ever said that about me. Horror, Horror store. Horror look, store. Can you like if you look at this and you you know you immediately think that is really it. clever. And it's it, this book is hilarious. <laughs> Again, I know the tone already, and I'm loving it. Yeah. There's uh, this one, which is also equally good. Let's see. Nick <laughs> yeah, this is... Uh, uh, there are too many good books being written. Yeah. My, oh, best my best friend's... Friend. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah. It's, it's like 80s cheese. Mm -hmm. 80s, like leg warmers and, you know... Snap bracelets. Do like the 80s. and the devil. I into my series, but I do like the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> Looking for redneck astronauts. I can show you guys. <laughs> it's great. And uh, Mihir, I think um, I think I know we know you have to run. Um, but what are you what are you reading right now? What are you what are you what are you up to before you go? Oh, uh, I just finished uh, three the first binding. Uh, I'm reading the Book Eaters by Sunyi D. Oh. It's another fantastic. 
uh, debut of this year. And then next up will be this one, which I got from Tor. Thank you, Tor. Pulling the Wings <laughs> of Angels by KJ Parker. Oh, wow. That's a really intense cover. I know it's 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 the book blurb just sold me. Uh, so and KJ Parker I love so plus, and I'm sorry to say this. I know you both are. I know me no offense, but it's it's so not small. So that's why it's like a good. <laughs> you can squeeze right. it. In. So bad astronauts. <laughs> I feel like you should be elongating the S, really. But... Bye everyone. Thank you so much. I'm here. Thanks. Bye, Bye, Bye. Here. <laughs> uh, he's nice. I like him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I told you he's, he's, he's a keeper. What do you think, guys? Yeah. He's good people. Yeah, we like yeah. him. He's good people. My and, was, uh, you should be inviting me back. <laughs> yeah. Anytime. Uh, Carl, yes, there there is some alcohol. We discussed at the beginning, but... Some of them. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, Oops. I think Mishir was drinking something. The, uh, he was, was not drinking something. He was no, off. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Beth was the one getting weird rum thing. Weird rum, weird rum drink. Weird rum thing. Milk rum. Yes. And then you had milk the fun rum. bottle. Yes. yes. With the with the horse skeleton on the side. Delightful. It's a cool bottle. It is a really cool bottle. I'm very pleased yeah. with it. Uh, I'm drinking some Russell's Reserve. It's a cheap, uh, everyday sipper. Not too bad. Uh, is catharsis is a real thing. Yeah, uh, Kentucky bourbon. It's so interesting. I have to write about alcohol in my books at times, <laughs> novels, and I'm like, I don't know anything about this, so I kind of have to. I, I'm like researching things and asking. Anytime, anytime. I, I am volunteering. <laughs> yeah, I can tell you whatever you consult. need. Yes. <laughs> like I have a bar. Like I have two hundred bottles of alcohol I, yeah. or something. I uh, uh, whatever you need. I don't have <laughs> fancy recipes like she does, but I'm more at like the pub level of like like just grungy. Um. I mean, I make up my <laughs> own drinks based on like oh. the fantasy world and like what I can research and be like, oh, so this is kind of like a this kind of drink. So then we'll put you know and whatever. But but. You know, heaven forbid people try and actually make a drink from something in my books because I have no idea what I'm talking about. So, in fact, in fact, you don't know my US publisher asked me to make a mocktail based on a drink in my book. So I was like, oh, that'll be fun. I can do a mocktail. I love mixing non-alcoholic drinks. So, so I tried to, uh, I got like, you know, first time I'd ever, ever gotten a non-alcoholic beverage. And this was like a Guinness. I was trying to make a a black gambit from my book. I was like, all right, now it's got to be thick and syrupy with a little bit of citrus to it. And I was like, all right, so what do I, and I like mixed some things. And I was like, all right, let's see. And I took like half a sip. And I was like, this is not for me. This is horrible. <laughs> I've done something wrong or alcohol. Wait, you started with, you started with Guinness? It's not alcoholic. Yeah, it's, it was non-alcoholic Guinness. Yeah. Still. Oh. Yeah, I have that, no idea. Like, the only the only drink mix that I'm aware of of Guinness is a black and white, which is like two different kinds of beer, or an Irish car bomb, which is um, Jaeger bomb. A shot, yeah. uh, drop it. A shot of uh, Irish cream, I think, that they drop into, the, and then they chug it because it's, it's curdles if you leave it too long. <laughs> and they, when, so yeah, Guinness is not a good base to start with. <laughs> one of my one of my favorite drinks is called a snake bite. And it's half Guinness 
half pear cider. And it, the pear cider sits on top of the Guinness as a float. Oh, and like it's a, it's kind of um, like a black and tan kind of, almost. Yeah, but it's but it's got yeah, like a slightly oh, sweet yes, edge to it. Hmm. You know, it's just yeah. a little bit sweet. It helps balance out the bitter. If I all of you can please tell me drinks that are close to um, <laughs> thick, dark, syrupy with a hint of citrus to it. That would be great for my research purposes, but I'll have to trust your judgment. I would, I would say, yeah, I would say something more like a whiskey that's like a, a Jagermeister that's got um, sugar in it with some botanicals. You could <laughs> do a port. port. You could do a port. Like a syrupy. Yeah. Like you could do a nice port. Like a port wine. Yeah. Yeah. It can be very sweet. Yeah. Port, port is very We're solving thick. this problem for you, Jess. Yeah. Port's but very it's thick dark... and syrupy. Yeah, it's dark. Dark bitter oh, with sweet oh well, well I don't, it's not necessarily bitter, but it's dark. Yeah. And I mean, so I don't want it to be bitter either. I don't like bitter, but, but in the book, you can add bitters though. You can add yeah, um, patience, um, uh, bitters, or, yeah, um, yeah, citrus bitters or, or something. Yeah, we, we can yeah, that's solve a this problem for you. <laughs> yes, yeah. do research, get back to me, and then I'll submit it to my publisher, and they'll be very happy that I've come up with a brilliant mocktail all on my own. <laughs> Right. You've come yeah. to the right place. What is the? Uh, I won't tell anyone. No, is it Starry Night? What's it? Goldschlager and Guinness? Is that what it's? Just oh. least citrusy. Oh, though. nobody, nobody should do Goldschlager on purpose. It's makes us magic. College kids only. Yeah, that well, was a long time ago. Oh, seventeen. I, I know mid- Michael no. Fletcher knows a lot about alcohol. At least he seems to on Twitter, yes. and then. Um, my other, um, I would very much like to drink with him one day. I bet I will remember nothing and it, I will enjoy every minute of it. <laughs> uh, I would love to drink with you. That would be so much fun. <laughs> may not remember much of it, but drink with, with Crystal yeah. or Michael. Yes, Chris, Crystal. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't be fun we... to drink with at all because I would just be this. This is literally what it would be. no. <laughs> We go to brunch with you before. And oh, yeah, I drive home. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, you don't want to invite me to your party. All right, fine. I'll go to brunch. Well, I don't, I don't know that hanging out with a bunch of uh, drunk people for the night sounds like a good time if you have to be sober for it. You say people and, and sure, whatever. But when you say authors, that entire, you know, authors, bloggers, oh, that entirely changes the conversation. It's like. Yeah, it would be pretty fun. I mean, Worldcon that's was black. It was great hanging out with all those authors and oh. bloggers and people that like books and fantasy and, you know. Worldcon. Uh, you, you, you can definitely tag along and, and chronicle the stupidity and take <laughs> <in> your book. <laughs> uh, Darius said, fun Doing fact, my, my, mother was oh, prescribed by, oh, no, uh, my mother was prescribed by her doctor half a pint of Guinness a day when she was pregnant with me. Hmm, this may explain some things. It, it doesn't I, I've heard that before that people get prescribed it's, Guinness yeah, for some the, reason. The, it's the estrogen um, from the brewing process. It's supposed to help with lactation when after you give birth, but since alcohol dehydrates you, it it actually has the opposite effect. Interesting. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> random facts for you you know all the good stuff iron and guinness yeah i i would i would guess iron 
Yeah. You you could practically chew Guinness. So Yeah. That's why I thought to use it as a base, because that's kind of how I describe Black Gambit is very chewy. Mouthfeel? Yeah. <laughs> like drinking a jello shot that hasn't turned yet. <laughs> oh, oh god. A melted jello shot. Oh. <laughs> a chocolate jello shot. Yeah, like like when you get some pudding and you leave your spoon in too long and the bacteria tends to kind of turn it into this watery kind of gross pudding thing and then you're oh, like, Jesus, well, I'm is that what happens? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you gotta use a fresh spoon. You gotta use a fresh fruit spoon, Beth. <laughs> you sound like a man who has failed at pudding a few times. Oh my word, yes. And my father has explained this to me multiple times. Son, don't put the spoon back in the pudding. Because he's right. <laughs> I, I did not know this. Consider yes. me yes. my mind blown. Did not know this. Ice cream, milk, rice pudding. I mean, milk is already <laughs> but you know. Yeah, the yeah. bacteria from your mouth. Yeah, so you got to use a fresh spoon, put it in some other container, and then eat that. And then, you know, otherwise, it's not good. The consequences oh. are not good. Okay. Yeah, that was completely random. Sorry about that. (laughs) Well, I I started the random factoid, so it's just it's just (sighs) a writer thing. It's just that we store the weirdest shit (laughs) in our brains, and one day there will be a story that needs that fact, and we will will feel fulfilled. Yeah. It's so when I interview when I interview authors, one of my favorite things to ask is that like, what amazing deep dive did you go on for the story? Because they've always come up with Yeah. Yeah. You know, so that's a good question. Get interested in soda pops and then like spend two days studying the history of soda. I I did two of those semi recently. One was about learning about hippos and why they can float in water and relating that okay, to the ogres in my book. <laughs> And because they can also float in water like the hippos. In fact, a lot of the things from them is very hippo-like. And then there was the tunnels that are beneath the city in my book. I was learning about the the tunnel kickers they had in World War II that would dig underneath the Germans and then like put explosives underneath their, you know, their their uh, camps and stuff and then blow them later, which they didn't get to do very often. But like learning how all of that was done and how they used light in the tunnels, like takes hours but it was helpful research which will be in book three and now it's in your head and now it's in your head and now it's in my head yeah it's so cool it's better when it's directed and it serves a purpose like like i I need to learn this for a plot point because then it feels like we're working but it's the random the random stuff (laughs) like the pudding that always makes (laughs) people in the chat go quiet for a second Actually, you asked you asked a question on Twitter one time about you needed a, a horse breed for one of your characters, mm-hmm. like a really. Yeah. And what I'm like, color? oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, you need the gold horse. I have something. Need- yeah, <laughs> I have a horse for you. There's a type of horse, it's gold. Oh, they're gorgeous. It, it, hmm. uh, yeah, I I don't remember the name of it. I'm gonna look. Hold on. Neither do I. Uh, uh, Darius said Anyway, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Uh, super high in minerals and easy to absorb for women struggling to keep food down. Uh, of course, doctors aren't allowed to prescribe it now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this I horse like is called an Akulteke. And this is a real horse. Oops. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm 
on pins and needles here, I'm like, how gold is this gold horse? Gold. Like, very, I, like I did know that, but it was a really big bowl. Like, <laughs> and inappropriately, it was like the whole, all the pudding from the whole thing. Like, like it was not a serving size. There's a lot of pudding. Excuses? <laughs> Like, so this horse is crazy oh, expensive. Oh, it's gold. Yeah, gorgeous. Wait, wait, bring it closer yeah. here. Let me see. Okay, Come this yeah. way. What's the What's the name of no. it? I'm trying to get like away this from way. the light. Oh, right, right. And I'm trying to foil your intentions. Oh, that. It does appear to be shiny. Like, yeah, that's pretty gold. Wow. Yeah. It's called an Akalteki. Hope I'm saying that right. Um, spell and it? It is actual gold. Hmm. That is awesome. And of course, yeah. that's not enough information. I would have to then research it and figure out how it, how it was bred that way and which part of the world <laughs> it comes from. And... It's, it's A-K-H-A-L. Akal space teke, T-E-K-E. And they're just crazy expensive. They come in silver too. They have a silverish look. Was it <laughs> like a car? <laughs> it also comes yeah, in they, red, silver. They shimmer. Yeah. Nope, I've only seen gold and silver, and they sh like shimmer. They have hair hair that's shimmery. So lustrous. when they run, it yeah, lustrous. Yeah, yeah, hmm. expensive. I think they're a couple hundred thousand a piece. Well, that's it. Yeah. Oh. I don't buy but horses have, regularly, so I don't but know. But you have true. a gold horse. <laughs> I mean, you have a gold horse. I sold they my kidney, but I have a gold horse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Keep the horse yeah. in the bathroom or something. It's fine. They come yeah, in silver, too. I had the car comparison. <laughs> but you have to pre order, you know. Wow. So it takes a while to breed these guys. Yeah, like, you know, five years in advance, you have to pre-order. Yes. yes. Wow. <laughs> I've learned a lot tonight. <laughs> the most really? random shit. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm so glad I got to introduce everybody to this random horse. I went on, I went on a Rance. horse dive. Hi, Rance. Hey, Rance. I went on a horse dive. I wanted to know all the weird horses. So there's the gold The challenge horse. with breeds, um, just generally, like dog breeds or horse breeds or anything, it's like the, the, the words that we use are obviously totally um, inaccurate when you're writing second world fantasy. So then I, yeah. <laughs> the challenge becomes how to convey that um, in a fantasy novel so i got i got really lazy and i just i just went with um i think i'm metal gray is what i said or something like that. so bougie you didn't say bougie? Have to that away though <laughs> i didn't say bougie well tosh was not bougie though like he needed a he needed like a gritty horse um somebody else will get a gold horse but it's not him <laughs> they were just working on for the gold horse yeah the short story guys Come on. You know I can't. Or novella. You know, a short story that'll really, wind up. But... Really long book. 
100,000 words. 100,000 words. I write flash fiction, short, it might turn short. into a short story. Maybe I'll try that one day. I, I got, I had a, I, I did a flash fiction. It was 300 words and um, I, I succeeded and it's going to be published and I cannot tell you how shocked I am that oh. I was somehow able to convey something interesting in six, in 300 words. I, like, it up. if I write something that short, it I'm like, really hard. There's nothing here. No one wants to read this. It's so small. No, there's no story here. It was no really cares. hard. It, it was really challenging. And naturally, the first draft that I wrote was literally double the word count. So I, I was like, I was going Only through do. and like picking out like one word or yeah, it, it, that was hard. <laughs> I, I definitely recommend it though. Like it's a good muscle to flex once in a while. That's why I chose to write the short story and wrote the no novelette, but it was the shortest thing I had written. Although to be <laughs> fair, I did tell Adrian I'd probably turn it into a novel after I write book four. I'll go back and add the rest in that I didn't add it. So there, you know. How many words did you end at? Uh, I think we cut it down to like 17,000. Mm. Well, that's, yeah. not, that's not bad. You know, I, I wrote. That's still short. I wrote like fifty thousand, and twenty twenty thousand of that. <laughs> I yes, twenty thousand of that was redundant. Me trying to get the story written correctly, and then and then there was like another yeah. another hundred thousand I could have put in that I didn't, and then in the thirty the thirty thousand the thirty three thousand that I had to cut down to seventeen thousand that was hard. So, <laughs> mm -hmm. So it's nice and trim. That's pretty good, though. It's trim now. Yeah. It's a muscle you don't flex very often. Let's put it that way. So, <laughs> yeah. Got to work out a little bit more on that without <laughs> taking time away from my actual big book. So. But also, it's yeah, a muscle I need to learn that's... so that I can get my series to fit within four books. So that's why I did it, too. <laughs> <laughs> we yeah, can always schedule a short story for GDM. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> You have 4,000 words, short story. Oh, that's 4,000 words. That sounds 4,000 words. I could, I could, I think, I, I may be completely way off base. I think I could do a short story that short if it wasn't in my universe. But because I was trying to write a short story in my universe and I was making it canon, there was like so much I had to hang on it. I was like, even though it's a short story, I still have to like, Put in these elements or it doesn't fit within the universe but if i, if I was writing a totally I think different it, uh, i think at this point writing out a, like a brand new universe would be even harder for me just because i've lived here so long now um yeah but I mean, probably what i would do is go in a different city that i haven't touched yet so there isn't as much temptation <laughs> Yes. Anytime I think about writing something that's not in the universe, I'm like, but, you know, I could just put it over here during this time. <laughs> no one needs to know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Daria likes dad books. We're definitely the same person. I like dad books. <laughs> oh, that you know what? You know, you know what? That's what we're... It's done. It's done. That's what it's called. It's a dad bod book. 
I can get behind that. People have told yeah. me that it could have lost 200 pages and been just as good. <gasps> and I'm like, dad bod books. Blasphemy. I don't agree with that. You don't like that? What did you say? 170,000 for the first one? Is oh, I was said? holding up the second, but yeah, the first one was 180, oh, the second one was 275, 280. 270. So, yeah, it was, no. I mean, here it's like basically 800 pages, but it should have been a thousand if they'd kept it the same word count. It's the same typeset. Yeah, same typeset, etc. Yeah, if they'd done that, it would have been close to a thousand versus the other one, which was like 600. So if it was a thousand and they cut out 200, it, pro it probably would have been okay, but it probably yeah. is kind of a dad bod description. I don't know. Yeah. 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 I, I'm good with that. Dad bought books. Yeah, that's going to stick. That's definitely going to stick. It's done. It's Gary's done. got it. 100%. Add that write, to the list. I got to write a list. Yeah. You should put on a list for before we go. Oh, Dad yeah. It's, books. You need to put on your TBR. Yeah, it's, it's no done. <laughs> for those in the know. And then, and then the people that pick up the series are going to be like, so I don't, there weren't any dads with Dad bods in this series. There wasn't any actual book. dads in this yeah. book. I can, I, can, I can be the feature of the list because I literally feature a dad bod. <laughs> My main yeah. character is, is a father. He's 42 years old. So there you go. I'm the. Oh, yeah. That's going to be coming out tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> My third book has a pet character who could probably qualify. Yeah. Dad bod. Yeah, Bron, <laughs> yeah, Bron Gloyer is mentioned in books one and two, and he's in book three, and he's he's got like a dad bod. Yeah. So she, she, she can list the third one. Do you have a title for the third one yet? So she can list yeah, the third Master one. Master of the Fallen is book three, and book four is Master and Dark Lord. Four. Oh, yeah. that's where that's that's where it happens. That's where it's at. We're no longer going down the hill. We're just actually on fire. <laughs> You're just in. You've fallen into the 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 canyon. Yeah. <laughs> the fire is no longer external. It's an internal nuclear reactor that <laughs> annihilates the world itself. Yes, or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Book four is. I hesitate to say it. Probably going to have a post-apocalyptic feel to it. It'll be interesting. Hmm. I, you must be really I, I, excited to get get into it. You're, did you say you're almost done the third one, or or you've handed I mean, it off? No, no. I so I'm. No. It depends on depends on how you look at it, because yeah. because a lot of what I wrote, I was like, oh, if I keep writing this, I'm not going to finish the. I'm not going to hit the points that I need to be at. So I need to put some of these into book four, but I can't do that because then I won't finish the series on time. So then I was like, all right, how do I restructure some of this? So a lot of like what I wrote, like it was like. For example, going back to part one and saying, I need part one to be parts one and two, ironically. And then I can add more into parts one <laughs> and two that I was planning on putting in book four or at the end of book three. But now I get to put it in earlier, so that's good. Um, so, like, yeah, how far am I? I'm like, you know, <laughs> in my head, I'm like, I feel like I'm only a quarter done. But I'm like, I'm probably more than halfway done, but it's... It's hard to judge. Um, that's why. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I get what you mean. I, I had to restart Brick and Bone a few times where it's like, no, I've, I've 
I've gone off in the wrong direction. I have to go back. And it's like, so there's a word count, but the word count means absolutely nothing because I know that the plot points aren't hitting at the right spot. So I'm going to like prim some of this. And yeah, I, I know what you mean. <laughs> but yeah, you feel yeah. like you've got your feet into what the pacing needs to be to get it yes. to where you want yes. it to go. Yeah. Yes, that's the, that's, that's the corner that that suddenly everything begins to fall into place. That's a good feeling. Yeah, and it's satisfying because I mean, like, like when I was writing the first draft of the book, it was like, it, it was great, it was fun, it was good, it was feeling like everything else my other books had felt like. But then I got to a certain point, I was like, oh, this is not, gonna, I'm not going to hit the target here. We're going to go way over this. Is a problem. <laughs> yeah. We are in trouble again. This is not okay. So I had to look at how to <laughs> compress and collapse and like cause. Yeah certain scenes to, to pull more weight and to carry more and to have certain characters yeah. experience certain arcs earlier, but still satisfying. And, you know, that's something that I wouldn't, I don't personally trust many authors to be able to do well when you're dealing with something that's that, especially like the, the concepts yeah. that I have for my series, like that I've been working on for so long. Like, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, this is impossible to do, but I can do it because I yeah. know this series really well. <laughs> I am well. very clever. Because <laughs> I am. Yeah, I mean, I'm totally nodding along with you because I, I just did the same thing. Like one character has like um, um, a boxing arc where he's learning to become, you know, a, a pugilist. Um, awesome. And constantly as I was writing it, I was like, well, I could move the match to the next book, but then... Um, but then I would remember that the cover is going to have those boxing gloves on uh -huh. it. So it's like, no, yeah. I, I have to put the match in the, in the second book or it's like false advertisement at this point. <laughs> so I had to like, <laughs> that, that, that whole art could have been an entire book, but he's a secondary character. So I had to like crunch it down into <laughs> not too many words, but like it had to feel like he was moving through all of this. So yeah, anyway, that's that's my very long way of saying I know exactly what you're going through. It's so nice talking to other authors who are equally frustrated with their inability to be as perfect yeah. as they imagine. Yeah. 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 This is, is this is fun. Yeah. I just need popcorn. I just sit here with popcorn. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If I can do it, so can you. Right. Uh -huh. like, I, have no, I have no doubt that I can do it. It's just like, look, it's going to take a little bit more patience and time, and it's going to take yeah. a little bit more nuance. But when I'm done, it's going to be better than the original version that I had planned to write because I was yep. forced under these restraints, constraints, et cetera, to make it this way. And you're like, great. That's, I'm writing, a, I'm, I'm a better author, a better series. Everybody's going to be happier for it. It just takes a little bit more time. Yeah, it, take, it takes time. And there's a lot of pressure on you know publishing quickly, but it, yeah. it, sometimes it's just not, it's better to let it take the time. Yeah. Uh, Carl, Carl says the story needs what the story needs, whether it be a yeah. thousand words or just a couple or a couple thousand words, or a couple hundred thousand words, as the case may be. There's a hundred missing there. <laughs> Otherwise, I don't. It's only, like, it's only an extra twelve hours of reading. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I'm always so astounded when we put out these, you know many hundreds of thousand words books and people are able to chew through it in a weekend <laughs> yeah yeah i'm sad at that too <laughs> it, it it is weird it's like it's surreal 
as an author, you spend years working yeah. on this story, these characters, these plots, and reworking them, and you finally present it to the world, and then they consume it and internalize it and understand everything you put out there within like two days, and you're like, you literally, you're like, it's like you plugged into the matrix and sucked out every all the knowledge from my head that I worked on for two years, and now you're the same spot yeah. as I am. And it's weird. I actually <laughs> and now I'm Master Sorrows in two days. Hustling to get ahead. <laughs> I, yeah. so read, I, read, I read Master of Sorrows in two days. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Derry had a question. Has there been a time where you've needed to cut a scene or scenario from a story completely justifiably yeah. that you love so much to use it in a different story? Um, yes and no for me <laughs> because my stories are all part of the same world. So I, I cut them. But I also say, this is still canon. It still happened. It still exists. I'm going to continue to write the series as oh. if it were included. And then sometimes I will release those lost chapters, like I released a few on uh, the Grimdark Magazine's page. Uh, I think Beth actually introduced some of them, or one of them, something. Anyway, um, yeah. so I've got some of those. But then, yeah, yeah. Um, so I do have lost chapters that I will share with people. And at some point, I'm probably going to stick them together with short stories and standalones and other things that I'm going to release at some point that are part of the canon of my world so that people can enjoy those without having to go hunt them down. Mm -hmm. But I have no problem sharing them with people. And yes, they do or they can turn into their own short stories or novels. But for me, they're all still in the same, like I don't, thus far, I have not cast it off and then come back and said, I'm going to turn this into a separate story in a separate world. Because uh, I'm so invested in my own, I'm like, <laughs> I'm not going to fall into that trap. No, no, no. I'm going to focus on this. What about you, Crystal? For me, uh, uh, I, I, I've cut a lot of words. I, I wrote a lot of words to get Brick and Bone done. But um, if I cut it, I have to just let it go. Because if I've cut it, it means that it's, it's messed up my arc somehow. Like, it just it does not fit. So... Some of it, uh, some of it has been recycled. Where um, I started trying to write this book um, many years ago, <laughs> um, I guess I, I pulled one scene out of the the first draft that I wrote that that outline draft um, that was written in two thousand and eighteen, and I it had to be completely rewritten, but to fit my new style and timeline but yeah if, if it's cut I, I have to let it go or else it it messes me up for the rest of the the arc <clears throat> excuse me um and some of the arcs I can kind of rework them into being part of the story but most of it it just has to be I have to let it go I, I'm thinking about um putting up a patreon of some of the stuff that I wrote that I really liked but it doesn't fit anywhere just because like it, it feels like good words that the hardest part of, of um, this last revision of, of brick and bone was um, there's so many versions and so many possibilities of the story that exist in my head now that I, I, I couldn't always remember um, what was true anymore. So I had to go back and read what I've been doing quite a lot just yeah. to like 
okay, no, I, I cut that. That's gone. That, that, that character doesn't even exist anymore. So that it's, it's definitely um, something that I want to streamline a lot more because I don't feel like two years and two million words is sustainable for a career. Um, <laughs> it, it hurt me a little, but hopefully I can get it a little bit more organized now. Now that I know kind of what I'm trying to be and now that I know not to flinch away from the dark stuff. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of time I think new authors spend on figuring out like who they are, even if they've written a ton before, a ton of stories mm -hmm. that were not their main series, or if they're like me, they've been writing the same story for a while trying to get it right. Like until your your fan base is reading your books and you know who your fan base is yeah and what genre you're None of actually that. writing in yeah. and you're like like i had no idea it was i write slow burns i had no idea that i wrote like that i had elements of horror in my books even though i do i was completely oblivious to a lot of the things that yeah. i now know like oh this is me this is my style and there are other things that like some people don't like but which, which i do and i'm okay putting them in like prologues i like prologues and i like preludes and yeah. i like you know other things that some people give authors grief for and i like big books and i know it's smarter to write short shorter stories because short books that you can release more often, more often. <laughs> and you get more money and all those other things i'm like that would be smart and great but you don't do that but so here. people are just yeah. gonna have to like like if i were allowed to yeah, write I like, think... long books multiple books and not fit it into a contract like Man, that would be so nice. Just like, just turn out lots of long books and be like, here you go, here you go, here you go. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think I think that was part of it too. Not just learning my story, but also learning who my audience was and who I wanted to be as a writer. Because there was so much I didn't know about genre labels um, yeah. when I was trying to launch the first one that I was learning really quickly. <laughs> but then there's only so much you can anticipate before the book yeah. hits the audience yeah. and then people were reading bright wash and saying certain things about it it's like oh i guess i i guess i can see why you think it's dark um, and then and so then it's like i had to like decide which which feedbacks i was going to double down on and yeah. and just inhabit and which ones mm -hmm. i i was like no i you don't like that but i'm gonna stay here yeah. Um, 100%. Yeah, and I think that's part of why it took me so long. But my 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 process is to do that through words and and write words and then um, see how they make me feel and see how they fit in the story. And a lot I spent a lot of time writing words that didn't fit, mm. and they're all gone. But I I learned a lot about myself. So. Um, and who I wanted to be. So it's like I said at the beginning. It's it's tuition. It's 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 cost of entry at this point. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And people, again, they don't, they don't emphasize that a lot when you're. Yeah. yeah. The, uh, the time always flies on these and it, it's already <laughs> what you are. So to, well, going. I, want, I, want <laughs> I want to, uh, so I want to respect everyone's time, but, uh, so Beth, where can people find you if they're looking to connect with you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Beth Tabler, find me on Grimdark Magazine, I'm the procurement editor, and before we go, look. Yeah. And Crystal, where can people connect with you and find your stuff? Um, 
mostly I say a lot of inappropriate things on Twitter, um, just <laughs> at Crystal Matar. Um, um, I'm also at Before We Glow Before We Go blog, and I owe Beth a bunch of um, yeah. reviews, including um, a review for His Ragged Company by R. D. Denton, who I think is still in the audience, but maybe he bounced. Um, <laughs> I have a website, uh, CrystalMatar.com, that I don't update very often, and that's pretty much it for me. And Justin, where can, find your, where can people find your TBR? Yeah, my t- <laughs> I should probably put that on my website, but that would be <laughs> that would be cool, like a thing that you can update. That yeah, that would be really yeah. cool. There are that, so I, many. I'm gonna steal that idea. There are so many things that I want to put on my website. Great ideas, like like my TBR would be great. I want to put all of the artwork that I've commissioned that's in my books, mm-hmm. so that people can access them easily. Mm-hmm. I I Tuckerize people. Yeah, my maps. Yeah, and my magic system. Uh, I tuckerize people and stick like like if people want to be characters in my book, I have like a Facebook page that's like five years old that I always go back to and I pull people's names from and I have a list that I keep and then I update it regularly and say this person who wanted to be in the book, this is who you became and these are the features of your person just so you can keep an eye out for them and then like a year down the road then they can find themselves in the book and those are fun things that I should have on my website but I do not. That's really smart. That's cool. So, because updating your website takes away time from writing. <laughs> precisely, precisely. But but also paradoxically, doing those things makes you more motivated to write too, and but also takes away time. Yeah, from writing. very complicated. The TBR. Books, yeah. So, yeah. so yeah. com is my website. At some point, I'll update it, and then people can get more signed books from me with the UV light messages in them, which I you know I spend like thirty minutes on each of those. Like I. It's, it's fun, and but also takes time away from writing. You're a fountain um, pen nerd as well, aren't you? Oh, I'm a huge oh, fountain pen nerd. I have some strong opinions oh, about yeah. inks and pens and nibs and all Me that too. stuff. Um, but having said that, I want to distract from the time. Um, if you want to get a hold of me, um, the honestly, the best way is through Twitter, because I respond to like all of my tags and all of my messages, unless I've opened one and thought that I responded and then didn't, which happens every now and then, you know, because I've got, because I'm neurodivergent, like um, my good friend, Plothead. <laughs> cool. So. Well, thank you. Thank you all to all of you for coming by and chatting with me. And all the links uh, that I will mention are down below in the description. So go check them out and go order some books and add to your TBR. So hope everyone has a fantastic weekend. Thanks for hanging out with us. And it's always fun. Thanks getting for inviting interaction. Of course, anytime. Yeah. Cool. Have a great weekend, everybody. Bye.